0: Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley.
1: Good morning, Vietnam! You are great. I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way.
0: I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out
2: of, of bubblegum. Life moves pretty fast you don't stop and look around
3: once in a while you could miss it my calculations are correct when this baby hits 88 miles per hour you're gonna see some
4: serious you're listening to the 30 something movie podcast classic movies 30 years in the making Welcome to the 30-Something Movie Podcast. This time around, we are taking a look at the two movies, The Land Before Time and Oliver and Company. And how are you doing, Jeff? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing, Pat? I'm doing wonderful. Everything all right, guys? (laughs) Yep. Okay. Good. Um, Bo should be here in just a little bit. So this time around, we are talking those two different movies, but we've got some new movie news to cover first. So I think, um, Mr. the you have the floor, sir.
5: Well, man, do I have things that that I want to talk about. Go for it. First of all, I want to jump back to Roger Rabbit, yeah. because I, I listened up. to our conversation, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I realized nobody nobody bothered to mention one of the most compelling things about that movie. Is Jessica Rabbit? Sto- is, no, about that, <laughs> but is the story. Mm-hmm. I think the story is so well written that you forget you're looking at animated characters. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the reasons why I love the movie as much as I do, is it's not just, I can't believe they did that, or how did they do that. Mm-hmm. But then you lose yourself in, in the story that's unfolding, and you're no longer thinking about, wow, it's an animated rabbit and a real person. Right. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's, it's well done. In fact, you could almost switch out animated characters for real actors and still have that compelling story. Mm-hmm. So I think they portrayed these animated characters that well yeah. for them to once you get over the shock of seeing what you're seeing you just forget about mm-hmm. all of it and you start thinking about wow what it what you know what is cloverleaf and 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 why are they buying the red car and 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 dismantling it and and, and it's a all good of mystery this. it's a great mystery yeah also realized the last time i called it cloverfield oh did you <laughs> a whole different well, thing. Well, you know,
4: it, that means it's part of the universe. The Cloverfield awesome. universe.
5: That's fantastic.
4: It is a prequel to Cloverfield. Um, so you find out that, that in Cloverfield 3, the monster is Roger Rabbit.
5: Well, I thought you'd find out that the monster is Judge Doom. It could be. Isn't he dead, though? Can you really kill it Maybe. Him? Oh, he got dipped. He got dipped, yeah.
4: Maybe it's uh, Eddie's brother. He didn't really die. He's had amnesia. He's been seeking vengeance this entire time. In training, so he grafted tune parts onto himself.
3: <laughs> That's
4: bizarre, but I also kind
3: of like
5: it. <laughs>
4: there we go. Cloverfield three coming
5: to Netflix next week. Um, Done. <laughs> the other sequel idea that I had, because we were talking about what would you do with the sequel, it's mm-hmm. something I would, I think, it would have to do with hand-drawn animation, mm-hmm. handing over the reins to computer animation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, finding ways to still be remembered, even though how they were created is no longer in fashion. They're 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 the old school thing. They're they're, you know, the Atari, Mm
1: -hmm.
5: as opposed to uh, whatever's out now. Mm -hmm. I don't don't play video games. I have no idea. PlayStation before, but all that stuff. um, Is there a way for hand-drawn animation to Mm -hmm. coexist with computer animation? Mm -hmm and those characters. Do Interesting. You, computer animated characters, do they have some sort of cockiness about them because they're the new mm-hmm. hot shot stuff? And yeah. You know, something has to happen that they have to rely on hand-drawn animation and mm-hmm. have some sort of, build some sort of respect for that medium. Yeah. That'd be cool.
4: That I, would be, be cool. cool. I like that idea. You know, and... Well, especially because Roger Rabbit, I mean, not when the movie takes place, when it, take, I mean, it takes place in the 30s and 40s, <laughs> 30s or 40s, but when it's... You know, when it was actually made in 88, or 87, 88, that's kind of the time where you're starting to get that transition over to some computerized stuff. I know that when we talk about Oliver and Company later in this episode, Mm -hmm. there are some scenes in Oliver and Company that were done with computer animation. Mm -hmm. Like, as, you know, for parts of the backgrounds, or I think it was uh, in the the chase in the subway, Mm -hmm. Um, some of that was computer animated. So you're looking at Disney's old way of animating things and starting to insert in some other computerized stuff and so you're at that time period where things are starting to kind of shift over and you're starting to get more and more computer animated stuff and I feel like you you hit like the early to mid 90s and you started getting cartoons that were the computer animated cartoons mm-hmm. like I remember that reboot cartoon that came out and so I mean I, I think that if, if they were going to make a sequel I think that would be a great way to do it.
5: Yeah, I don't know, I was just thinking, like, what would be a compelling story in a way that would show appreciation mm-hmm. for these characters that we were, we were introduced to mm-hmm. 30 years ago that existed I, 70 years ago? I feel like it would
4: have the feel of the first time I watched Wreck-It Ralph, where you're kind of paying tribute to all the different video games of the past, and you've got the mixture of the old school video mm-hmm. games mixed in with the new video games, and you know how do you stay relevant when you're when you're one of those old games and I, I kind of feel like I have a little bit of a feel of like a wreck it Ralph type movie I'm gonna
2: show my bias with a Pixar thing and I Go know that it, it wasn't <clears throat> the most popular one but cars I think had a really nice uh, tie-in with the old versus new mm-hmm. when you looked at cars I mean the you know the idea of Doc Hudson and and they kind of frame that within the race car and kind of how you know um you know the race car outlives its usefulness and then you know he's forgotten about and everything and then I'm going to be careful with the spoiler thing so I'll say spoilers for Cars 3 they actually do that kind of with Lightning McQueen which I mean Cars 3 wasn't the greatest Pixar thing ever I enjoyed it but it was cool because Lightning McQueen was the young hotshot and then by Cars 3 he's he's trying to deal with that he's the Doc Hudson yeah did you guys see Cars Cars, 3? Cars 3 was
4: Cars 3 was the Rocky 5 but, but better yeah, I, you
2: know what, I mean, yeah, and so I think they, and, and Toy Story does that a little bit, but just with, there aren't the new cool toys, it's, you know, it's, but they you know, how do toys, what do toys do when people stop playing, so that would be, my bottom line would be, that would be really cool to see that, but with the whole computer generation versus and the yeah. hand-drawn, and, and then what new roles, like would they learn to coexist with the
5: hand-drawn ones? operate within a different realm or something. yeah I, yeah I, I, that's what I could have figured out It's like what would be the thing that yeah. they would have to go back to the hand-drawn animation characters to help them with or right. or to lear- have to learn about that and then because they learn about it you know they um, they start gaining a new respect yeah, for those characters. Instead, of, that instead that you, of dip, there's a computer virus.
2: Well, maybe maybe it's maybe it's like learning how to see. Do kids really watch? Maybe maybe it would be the learning how to be relevant in the world of you know text messaging or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, you couldn't say video games because those characters are vibrant <laughs> too. But mm-hmm. something in today's day and age that kind of conflicts with with. Um, Sitting down and watching cartoons, yeah. like maybe watching YouTube, maybe I don't know, whatever. Yeah. But it's that's
5: cool. That's a cool premise. Yeah. So I don't know, Just want. So I, I just want to throw out there the idea that yeah. a incredibly compelling story, yeah, in being told throughout that movie, and then B, that idea for a sequel because we were talking about yeah sequels. Yeah, Roger
2: Rabbit, cool movie.
5: Yeah. Um, so next on my list is that there. I I guess there's going to be a live show called jurassic world live in which seemingly life-size dinosaurs are going to move about and my thought of that is that is not an original idea and as i was just showing john some pictures back in 2008 i went to a show at the united center called walking with dinosaurs which was based off of a BBC series. Mm-hmm. But they had full animatronic, walking, life-size cool. dinosaurs. So I'm wondering if it will be similar to that or if they happen to acquire um, those animatronic dinosaurs from Someplace. BBC and are going to repurpose them or how they're going to do cool. with, uh, what they do. But... Um, I mean, the Walking with Dinosaurs show was absolutely amazing. It was incredible. Like there were moments where I was just like, I, I don't know what I'm looking at right now. Seriously, my kids, like I'm
2: excited for my kids right now because my kids love dinosaurs, dragons, anything mm-hmm. animal, whatever. So like, if that show ever comes to pass, dude, I just I'm excited now because
5: I think my kids would love that. Yeah, it was. I mean, I, I went. You know, I was I was an adult when I saw this, and I was. Yeah. You know, I I got scared when all of a sudden the. The T-Rex came out. Yeah. They had a baby T-Rex come out, and it gets cornered, gets trapped, and all of a sudden you just hear a huge roar and from the other side of the auditorium. The mother T-Rex comes out, and you're just like, oh, it, it, and, it's going to go down. And you watched
2: mm-hmm. it at, in like an auditorium? Yeah, it was oh. at
5: the United Center.
2: You, at the United Center. Okay.
5: Gotcha. Really well done. Really cool. Nice. So, I'd, like I said, I don't know if it'll be similar to that, mm-hmm. but um, I... I And I only bring it up because I saw a lot of people commenting on, like, oh, this is such a neat idea. Oh, this is going to be so great. You know, it'll be so cool to see this happen. Like, well, it's happened before. Mm -hmm. This type of show has been around.
2: Yeah,
5: It's too bad you missed out on it when you had the opportunity to see it. But, you know, I guess this will be a way to introduce it to a new generation or, or use the popularity of the movie to bring this type of technology forward and and expose more people to some sort of live presentation as opposed to something they're watching online or a movie or playing a video game or whatever. Mm-hmm. It just makes it a lot more tangible. Right. I think I'd rather go to that than see Jurassic World too. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I so like I have a list. Rocket yeah. Rocket. So Do it. here we go. Steven Spielberg, I guess, it might be, but I would love to hear <laughs> yeah. feedback from you guys. Yeah, yeah. Well, Spielberg is going to be, I guess, doing a remake of West Side Story as a musical. Okay. But I guess he's, uh, from what I've read, he's always wanted to do a, a musical, which is why uh, Temple of Doom started with Anything Goes. <laughs> that's that's a genre that he's always wanted to explore. Okay. So uh, there's going to be open casting for all parts. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm real. I know that Spielberg takes good care of characters in his stories, or in his movies. Is it going to be the original book, the original music? That from what I hear, I mean, they may add one or two new numbers, which happens. Mm-hmm. But I'm hoping that they don't mess yeah. with the music. It's got to be. I mean, I mean, Bernstein just knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Yeah, with that music.
2: Yeah, if it's that, then, I mean, you know, I mean, you, this is your stopping grounds, but I mean, movies we get all kind of like, oh, they're redoing a the movie, but musicals, like, you'll see the show will come back to town with a new cast. The show, and we don't go up in arms at Wicked's back with a new cast. What jerk thought of that? It's like, oh, hey, Wicked's back. Let's go see it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm still waiting to go see Hamilton. It probably is some of the new cast and all that kind of stuff, and I'm excited to go, but it's not like. Well, shoot! They're re- you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So this is a musical, and yeah, is that, as- and
4: maybe that's by the nature of a musical being longer running than a movie that you just kind of expect that if it runs multiple years that you'd want it to be updated in some way. Well, you know, if, if you've seen it once, and you're going to go back and see it again. Then maybe. Yeah. Yes and no. Because I've because I've seen
5: related. Are you
2: going down with the um, Wizard of Oz? No. The one you took the kids to.
5: No, oh, I wasn't thinking of that. But but, but right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah I. I when, well, because I'm because i thinking of like
4: Les Mis and Les Mis being like one of my favorite musicals, and I saw it back in the early '90s in London, and I've seen it probably well, five or six times the since last then time in different it places. Came
5: through, there were some changes made to yeah. it that we were just sort of like, eh, okay. I don't know. Because even that. when
4: the movie version came out, I was like, okay, I know most of these songs, but there's some of these and
1: I don't.
5: There's some I don't remember these songs, the but movie. yeah, yeah. Um, when we when I did take my cast of Wizard of Oz to go mm-hmm. see it downtown. I don't know what show it was, but it wasn't with Dravaz. <laughs> like, it was... It was that It different? was bizarrely updated. Okay. There were just very interesting choices being made to try to make it more interesting and hmm. breathe new life into it. Which I get on one level, but at the same time, you can't take a classic mm-hmm. and redesign it. Was it the
4: one where they put Jake Lloyd as the main actor and they renamed it That's So Wizard?
5: No, no, okay. no. I, I made that up. See, that's and it. my take—nobody wants to see my that.
2: take. It's interesting. You guys went towards like, like modernizing, quote unquote, mm-hmm. a show. I wasn't even going there. I was just saying, like, no, I want to different see cast. the, the mm-hmm. same show, different cast. Okay. Whereas movies, it's recorded, and it's for all time. I mean, right. you know, like the cast will
5: get old if. Mm-hmm. But once you get a show that's been around for a number of years, I, you know, the ideology is that people have seen it. So right. you have to do something different with it to keep people coming back or to generate new interest. Mm-hmm. Uh, the show I was going to bring up right now is at Drury Lane. They're doing a production of Joseph.
2: I was just okay. going to ask about Joseph. Okay.
5: And if you read the Chicago Tribune Review, yikes. <laughs> <laughs> they set... Really? So, yeah. Like, awful. Oh, really? I guess the decision was made to set the whole show in Vegas. Oh, Wait, what? Come Come um, on. <laughs> The role of the narrator, I guess, does her part, but as impersonations of different celebrities.
2: I miss Donny mm-hmm.
5: Um So you think the one thing that would fit for sure huh. is Pharaoh. The role or of I Pharaoh think. is always Elvis. The oh, yeah. It's always been Elvis, yeah, the king. Great, perfect for Vegas. No. Did they change it to Don King? No, they changed it to <laughs> Elton John. <laughs> what? So the Pharaoh now has an Elton John persona. Which I don't even know how you do. My huh.
2: my head is hurting from the inside.
5: Um, but you should. I'll I'll see if I can find the review, and send it to you guys. Like it's the it does not like. Th- sometimes those re- does re- does reviews start. I hate 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 hate
4: this musical. So
5: Almost. I'm gonna I'm gonna defer. I'm gonna defer to your experience
2: with Broadway and all that. But here's here's what I'm gonna come down with. I haven't seen Joseph since I was young. Yeah, I was a kid. Donny Osmond was mm-hmm. Joseph. And like we all went to get my mom was so excited you know I want to see Joseph I don't I don't need it to be modernized I I only saw Wicked once I want to see the same Wicked you know I mean, I mean they
4: can they can invent a new color for the coat but other than that they got to leave it alone
2: yeah
5: yeah I mean it was just <laughs> yeah that's weird
2: yeah that I just don't okay I'm not I'm not
5: okay, I'm not okay with that yeah so anyways I hope Steven Spielberg. Um, well, here's, here's the title of that review. How do you ruin Joseph? Try setting it. Here's <laughs> try setting it in, <laughs> try, try setting it in, in Vegas. Well, we, and he just goes on to kind we of we didn't bury fast. that in the lead. <laughs> like just the whole thing is just yeah. Huh. It's that's. Hmm. I'll will send you guys the uh, the review. Well, now I'm upset there. that they ruined the character of Pharaoh. Who Pharaoh? I don't know who that is. Pharaoh. Pharaoh. Pharaoh.
4: I don't know Pharaoh. I felt like this was the time to bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> you would. I get picked on.
5: Um, speaking of Spielberg. The I say you, know, you say it wrong. Because you're from Tejas? Fine. Uh, Speak Maybe. Speaking of Spielberg, Indy 5 is going to be, mm-hmm. is, they're planning to start shooting in 2019 for 2020 Is he going to listen to
2: you guys and cut Harrison Ford? I, I Maybe. I Do I know. sound like I have a tone? I'm sorry. I'll get rid of my tone. Is he going to listen <laughs> to your idea and stop, get rid of Harrison Ford? Indy's a force ghost.
5: yeah I don't know
4: Indy's going to go back to the uh, what they're going to do is he's going to go back to the canyon of the crescent moon he's going to find the grail he's going to drink it, it's going to make him young again they're just going to CGI his face so he's young Indy all over again and that's how they're going to do it so from now on it's not actually going to be Harrison Ford but it will be Harrison Ford's digital face on a different actor that's not true at all, and if it is true... <laughs> Everything you just said was untrue. I mean, I, it, it's, I, think, I feel like someone somewhere has floated that idea. I think the character it's could not unreasonable
5: work <laughs> as, like, a consultant. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a younger archaeologist out there, and he needs to consult with, you know, his old professor or whatever, yeah. And yeah. tracks down a retired professor, and, and, and is fed information and coached through certain things by... Harrison Ford, I just don't think Harrison Ford can hack mm-hmm. running, jumping, i from go. I'll
4: go back to our earlier conversation that we had maybe like two years ago mm-hmm. about this and I will say I don't mind if they decide to go with a different younger actor. I don't want it to be a sequel. I would rather they treat it like James Bond and just say
1: mm, this story
4: happens to take place in between Temple of Doom. and I mean, when you do that, that kind of takes away some of the suspense because then you know he's going to survive. But I kind of wish they would do stuff like that where, you know, just just like with James Bond, they've never really, I don't know that they've ever really said, well, this happens at this point in the continuity. And this, It's just when a new James Bond, we expect that every few years you're going to get a new James Bond.
1: Mm -hmm.
4: I would have no problem if they decided to do that with Indiana Jones. If they just decide, okay, for the next eight years, whoever. I, I think at one point they were floating Chris Pratt. The as, Rock. As, or The Rock. Sure. Could Vin Diesel. It. Vin Diesel could do it. But he for like the next... Couldn't. No, he couldn't do it. For the next eight years, this person is Indiana Jones. And then we're expecting that the next person's going to come up. And then you just set the stories in you know, you pick some archaeological thing, some historical <clears throat> thing and you have that be part of the search and I, I feel like you could do it if you do it that way. And yeah. then I don't care. What actor they have, because then it becomes a James Bond kind of thing.
2: Yeah, i i didn't I didn't mind Harrison Ford in Indy Four. Yeah. The that was the just minded the rest of the movie. This was that was the that <laughs> and the motorcycle were King, the saving kingdom Brace
5: of your movie. stolen money. Yeah. Yes. yes.
2: Yeah, like I thought Harrison Ford, I was fine with him. Now, for me, <clears throat> if they show if it's like so obviously a stunt double, you know, that's just like you know just looks awkward. But I mean, Mark Hamill looked good as Luke Skywalker playing older.
5: Um, the, but the, I think he was in better shape, and still younger than Harrison right. Ford is now. I I didn't mind Harrison Ford as Han Solo. Maybe maybe but, you know, but again. But that was when you
4: several. Think, that was now what three years ago, four years even, ago that they made so that movie. So when yeah. you
5: think of Indiana Jones and you think of some of the physical mm-hmm. issues that the character gets himself into, yeah. can you picture Harrison Ford now being dragged under a truck? Right, but
2: I because but it, we're making an assumption that they're going to do that in the negative. You know what
5: I'm saying? I mean, but they should do that, right? Because that's that's what the character does, and if they can't get hit that character to do that right. in, in those stories, I mean, regardless of how, of how because obvious, it it should like, still be a pulp story, right? And there yeah. should be these these elements of I, I this situation, this situation, I guess and this I, I, I would mind seeing
2: Harrison Ford like. I guess I wouldn't. I I wouldn't get tired of seeing Harrison Ford on stage if he's not the one being dragged by the truck. Maybe he's you know. Maybe there's
5: more of the shtick where the guy jumps out with the sword and he. So again. Back to your if, point. If, as you know, if, and, if they if they bring Harrison Ford in as Indy and he's consulting or helping someone maybe from afar. Yeah. Find something or deal with with, with you know whatever the MacGuffin is. Then I could see that and I'd be okay with that. Yeah. I just yeah. don't want to see them try to put Harrison Ford in the position of being indie, doing what indie does, mm-hmm. because, you know, I just don't think it would it, it would work yeah. well at this point. To with me, the age that he is. To me, it wasn't even
4: believable in the last Indiana Jones movie. Mm-hmm. Like there were and there were several times they played off that joke. I think he said stuff like, you know, it was almost like a Murtaugh. I'm too old for this kind of stuff, and I was like, okay, well that's funny a couple times, but then if you if you're you know even if you write that into the character then I think it's kind of time to move on to somebody else because mm-hmm. this is an action movie, and if your action star can't perform the action... Which they might have been trying to do with Shia. Right, right. And, well, and like, I think they were trying to make Indy... The, they were trying to transition him... crazy he went crazy. Well, right. They, I think they were trying to transition him into the um, Sean Connery-type role mm-hmm. of being the father. And right. Maybe, maybe they could have an adventure or two where it's a father and son thing, but then that movie just didn't work, and Shia went crazy, and...
5: Yeah. Did his
1: thing.
2: Well, it'll be interesting to see. <clears throat>
5: yeah. So, um, Oscar nominations came out recently. Do you guys any have any thoughts on it nominations was, or glad, snubs?
4: Glad to see The Last Jedi got in there for a few of them. Logan got in there for Logan got in there for one. Logan got in there. Got in there. It exciting. Mm-hmm.
5: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: Dunkirk's. I don't know I don't know much about the snubs and who got what. Dunkirk's in for a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm.
5: Shape of Water, I think, has... Thirteen nominations. I haven't yeah. seen it yet. I'm excited either, to see it. I yeah. like most of what uh, Bill Del Toro does. Mm-hmm. So and it looks like this harkens back more to the the fantasy mm-hmm. horror, like with um Pans man, Labyrinth, Labyrinth, Labyrinth yeah. um, well, the like, backbone. Yeah, I think his his orphanage. best
4: movies his best movies are his in between movies. When he does that, you know, he goes and
5: he makes the Pacific Rim so he gets the money to make the one he really wants to make. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I'm looking forward to seeing that. Yeah. Um, just watch The Big Sick, which is up for that, original That was good. Streamplay. I like that. Really liked it. Yeah. I said that to you the other day. You should definitely check that out. It's streaming on Amazon Prime Amazon. right now. Yeah. Cool. Um, snubs, no nomination for Spielberg for The Post. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Meryl Streep was, the, I think, the only one that got a nomination out of that movie. Okay. And no nomination for Tom Hanks, uh, yeah. who was also in that movie playing opposite Meryl Streep. I heard it mentioned that perhaps that movie was a little bit too tailor-made for the Oscars. Okay. Spielberg directed film starring Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep. Was it a little bit too much, on almost on the nose to be like, well, of course people are going to look at this as an as an Oscar-nominated movie because it's maybe yeah all these people that you would expect. I haven't seen it. I don't know.
2: I don't know enough about the... I, I, I don't like subjective kind of stuff because then it's always like, you know, I like sports where there's a stopwatch where there's, you know, like the, whenever you get into the judging thing, I always don't know enough to, you know, was it a snub, was it not a snub? And maybe the snubs are good because then we're all talking about is it a snub or not, mm-hmm. you know, like that kind of thing, but
5: I don't know. Um, Some nice surprises... Came out of it though. Yeah, you know, I think seeing Get Out being up for um, best director, best actor, um, best picture, I think too. Oh, really. Um, you know, I, I again, I haven't seen that one either, and that's it's been on up. my list since the the ad, since the came out. I, I mm-hmm. wanted to see it. Cool. Um, so it was nice to see some uh, some a quote unquote smaller movie, mm-hmm. not not as artistic movie get some recognition in a huge way like that. Um, so, yeah. Cool. Uh, Aaron Sorkin's up for best adapted screenplay. hmm that Which, you know, do we just call that the Aaron Sorkin <laughs> Award? Or <laughs> just give it time. I
2: don't know. Not at the yeah. expense of Logan. Well <clears throat>
5: Oh yeah, they're head to head. Same,
2: yeah. I always need a reason to throw my remote at this T V screen. Can category. you write okay, a, you can you
5: write a good walk and talk for Logan? Sure. He does he's a man of few words though.
4: Well, I mean Professor
5: late. Xavier could well not so much walking. Wheel and could talk? Could you do a roll, roll and talk? Roll and talk, talk. Roll and talk? Yeah. yeah. That's awful. <laughs>
4: anyway. It's not the worst thing we've said today. <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh my. Anyway. It doesn't say much for us, but <laughs> uh, um, speaking of Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. Gonna play Mister Rogers my in an upcoming biopic. My oh, family is very excited about this. I, yeah. I'm ecstatic about yeah. this. I don't know if you guys have seen that the entire. I think it's the entire series of Mister Rogers is now streaming on Amazon Prime. Oh, cool. did they bring the whole series? Okay. I'm tempted to go back and start at the beginning just watch mm-hmm. all of them. Yeah. Um. I mean that that guy is. You know, he's on my on my wall of people that inspire me. Mm-hmm. You know, just his, cool. his his ideas of how to approach children as adults really and and don't talk down to them and don't lie to them and and treat them as equals mm-hmm. in that you help them learn and understand, and that doesn't happen when you hide them from truths. you talk to them about truths and guide them through um, on YouTube. You can find uh, his argument to a panel of congressmen yeah. I think or senators that they were going to cut funding for PBS Mm -hmm. and his argument alone turned him around and said we were going to instead continue to fund just I mean you know you hear stories read stories of of what he how he was in his everyday life with everyday people and you just think "Ah, yeah if I could if I could live to be one small percent of the man he was Mm -hmm. I'd be happy with with who I turned out to be So, the idea that they're bringing his story to life in a big way with, I mean, one of the better actors that you could find. Tom Hanks is mm. awesome.
2: Yeah. I, I want
5: to check out his book,
2: The Typewriter, where he wrote a book about a typewriter or something like that. He likes that. typewriters. Yeah. That's a, I heard his that's a like, thing. I don't want to digress too much, but just, he seems like a very fascinating person.
4: Um, well, but yeah, and, and Sharon has read the book that this movie's going to be based off of. The guy that kind of got to know Mr. Rogers and was writing his biography. And I think it, the book is called, like, I'm Proud of You, or something Some, like that. Yeah, something yeah. like that. She's read the book, and she said it's a really good book.
5: And, um, and it's going to go towards the top of my list, I think. Yeah. Once I yeah. finish uh, Ready Player One. Yeah. Um, Cloverfield. Going to Netflix, it looks like. Mm-hmm. i heard about They're, that. Uh, Paramount Studios, I think, someone just recently took over and was going through the slotted movies for upcoming theatrical releases and deciding yes, this one's going to go in theaters, no, this one's not. And it looked like Cloverfield Three was not going to get the theatrical release anymore, and somehow Netflix got involved. And we'll take it. (laughs) It looks like they might be getting the entire Mm -hmm. Cloverfield franchise. Mm Which okay. Mm-hmm, cool. I, I dig those movies, Good which lot. is why
4: which is why they're raising my Netflix rate a dollar a month going forward.
5: If you know if if it's to get Cloverfield, then <laughs> here's my dollar. There you. Yeah. Um, what else do I have on here? Clue remake starring oh, yeah. Ryan Reynolds. Don't know in what capacity, don't know as what character, but that's coming down the pipeline. I don't know. Okay. I, I, I don't. Yeah. I'm, I don't know that we need a Clue remake. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, didn't they do the one with the, the
4: teenagers on the Disney Channel, not that long ago? I feel like, I feel they, like they did a a made for TV Clue remake and it was not good. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. You know. Th- I mean, I'm I'm fine if they want to. You know, I'm not gonna. I don't know that I'm gonna rush out to go see it when it comes out. I mean, I I might check it out. Ryan Reynolds. I like Ryan Reynolds. You know, I think he's a funny guy, so I will. Definitely go check it out when it comes out, unless the preview looks really stupid.
5: Yeah, I'd be um, interested to see how how it plays out. I really like Clue. I mean, it's it's semi remake of Murder by Death, right? Mm-hmm. Which I also really like. So I don't know. I don't know what what you do with it to try to make it new or different, or do you just mm-hmm. try to you know do you try to copy? I don't know how you, you plays Mrs.
2: White with Mrs. with Doctor Tulip, and you get rid of the revolver. Oh, it's Doctor uh, Orchid, I think. Doctor
4: Orchid. Dr. That's Orcid, right. Yeah. We just bought Clue, okay, like a few weeks ago, because yeah. we, we didn't have a copy of it, and the new one has Doctor Orchid.
5: Yeah, cool. Yeah, what? Doctor
2: Orchid? No, no more new, yeah, revolver? No more, uh, there's like poison?
4: And... Yeah, there's not. They got rid of. Well, I want to say what? the revolver might still like, be there. The, the lead pipe. Yeah, it's um, a baseball
2: bat and a poison as opposed to the lead pipe and a okay. wrench or something. I it's you some have event. it? I haven't yeah. got it yet. I got to yeah. look and see. But yeah. so yeah. this is the
4: new game. Yeah, or the there's, new version. Of a new game? character. There's a Doctor Orchid. Is the new character? Oh. Yeah.
5: Well, that's a thing. Mm-hmm.
4: And there's some other parts of it that are different from the old, though I don't know for sure, because the old version that I always used to play was the British version called Cluedo, yeah. and it had totally different like, yeah. rules and other stuff going on, so when we bought this new one, this is like the new updated American version. Yeah, like, you know, well all I know is
2: when I play with, with Dominic, he has to be his favorite color, but he mm-hmm. wants to be a different guy, so like, okay. he picks the blue color, but it's Colonel Mustard, Okay. And I'm just like, dude, you got to be, he's like, no, I want to be Colonel Mustard and blue is my favorite color. was like, okay, well, I can't argue with your logic. <laughs> so, uh, you <laughs> know, and so then I'll be like, okay, is it Colonel, that's not Colonel Mustard. Colonel mustard. Well, wait a minute. Colonel oh, wait, Mustard we're wearing a blue shirt today. Yeah, and so, I mean, and it's like the board, I'm like totally messed up. <laughs> but anyways, so yeah, I'm just like, whatever.
5: You guys ever played fun. Museum Capers? Mm-mm. Oh, that's a good one. Is that a game or is that it's, a no, it, Oh, okay. it's a game. Okay. It's uh, mm-hmm. almost like a strategy game. You, you oh, had fun. You, you are a a burglar trying to get into a museum and steal artwork, and hmm. the other players on the board can't see exactly where you are, mm-hmm. but they, based on what you've taken, they can kind of determine your location. So they have to try to trap you. And cool. I, it's it's huh. really neat. Nice.
4: I'll um, keep that in mind. My brother was telling me about a game that he played recently and that he really enjoyed. It's called Last Christmas. Have you heard of this one? No. Oh. It is, and these are like the type of games. Well, last games.
5: Christmas, I gave you my heart. But the very next day... You you threw it away.
4: away. This year, to keep me from tears, I'm going to give it to somebody special.
5: Special. You ready, Pat? Special. Anyway. Um, You (laughs) need to turn
2: turn the lights out and uh, I can...
5: Smoke them when you
4: got them. We're going to turn the lights out when we start talking about Land Before Time because my eyes are going to start leaking. Um, No, this game called Last Christmas, my brother said he's played it with some friends and the premise of the game is he says it's a little bit like Clue... It's got some elements to clue in it, but the idea is you play as one of the three ghosts from the um, Christmas Carol story, or you play as um, Jacob Marley, and the idea is you went to go kind of scare Scrooge straight, and you gave him a heart attack, and he died. As you do. As you do. And the problem with that is somehow Scrooge being alive was holding the apocalypse at bay. So the end of the world occurs because Scrooge is dead. Oh. You now have to go back in time and manipulate events from the history of Scrooge's life. I must that chapter. Well, you know it's not in the, yeah, it's not in the book. A, oh, okay. No. no. Um, apparently, you have to go back in time and you have to re-manipulate events from Scrooge's history in order to prevent it from happening, prevent his death. So I haven't looked into it yet, but my brother's describing it to me, and I'm like, you know what? That's just weird enough.
2: I may need to go check that out we got Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter what the heck mm-hmm. man? I mean, no. you know, who's to stand
5: on um, next thing on my list we're almost there um, Muppet Babies is returning to TV in March mm-hmm. however they've removed the character of Skeeter which was the twin sister created for the show the twin sister of Scooter mm-hmm. apparently they there was time travel and she was never born they were looking <laughs> I was trying to understand their, their logic they they, they created the character to play opposite of Miss Piggy being dramatic and crazy, mm-hmm. and Skeeter was supposed to be the, the female that was rational and logical and mm-hmm. smart, and I don't know why they felt the need to remove her from the show, and then replace her with an entirely new character, or different character named Summer Penguin. Because this is 2018, and we're not into being rational, and logical, and smart anymore. Um,
2: okay. State of the Union's
5: in it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm sorry. I'm dead,
5: I got some new movie news I want to talk about. Wait, Skewed up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to shut up. Yeah. Entirely different tangent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, summer gonna, Penguin. Be, summer Penguin. Yeah, so. Contradiction in the pe- I don't know what So, <laughs> so this penguin. comes out in March. Would you guys watch it just out of nostalgia's sake to see what this new because we talked a little bit what about channels going be on. I think Disney Channel. I don't know. Disney I
4: just keep TV. thinking if I was going to be an exotic dancer, summer penguin might be my name. <laughs> I'm,
5: <laughs> I'm. I'm. Def, I'm did, definitely going on. It. Did you just size me up? I'm going on. I did. Uh, uh, um, and I would not I'm go. am sorry. With, I, would, I would not go as summer penguin. <laughs> I'm
2: going on Urban Dictionary to find out what summer
5: penguin <laughs> is awkward, on that. I'm awkward pear shape is it? <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Getting there. Okay. Winter walrus. Grapefruit. <laughs> Um I mean I might uh, yeah I mean I'll watch it cuz I loved Muppet babies as a kid and I yeah. as yeah as did I and you know with the with the DuckTales mm-hmm. reboot that that's come out DuckTales has been a lot of fun. You know, yeah, I watched that with the kids. I'd be willing to see what they you know how this new idea or this new mm-hmm. concept from Muppet babies plays out.
4: But you played the you played like a little behind the scenes thing for us where they're talking about it. They're like Summer Penguin is, you know, she doesn't like to do things the way anybody else does. She does things her own way and I'm sitting there going doesn't that define every all the Muppets? Muppet. Yeah, every
5: Muppet kind of <laughs> they does. They all are up for anything, and yeah. they're kind of wacky and crazy. And um, hmm. okay. Last thing on my yeah. list, early reviews of Black Panther yeah, are seemingly very positive. Mm-hmm. Cool. So I'm very excited to go see this. I am i don't want to get my hopes up, mm-hmm. but my hopes are up, especially also mm-hmm. with the uh, trailer for Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. Also looks incredible. I'm a big fan of Ant-Man, so I, I like that one.
4: I just have one question. When Cap needed help,
2: if I'd asked you, would you have come?
3: I guess we'll never know.
4: But if you had, you'd have never been caught.
5: some dumb
6: things and the people I love the most they pay the price
0: thanks to you we had to run we're still running
3: let's go just need someone watching her back. Like a partner. Hold on, you gave her wings? And blasters. So I take it you didn't have that tech
6: available for me? No, I did.
5: So that's it. That's all I have on my list. That there's forty minutes of new movie news. <laughs> news. There's a
2: lot
4: happened. There we go. There's a lot of stuff
2: going on. Well, there. you know we, it, haven't, we haven't done new movie news. Yeah, I realize so, too.
5: Like you know. it's been a long time since we've had any sort of new movie news discussions or yeah. anything being thrown out there. So there you go. Yeah. Those of you listening,
4: thank you for listening. So I think we're gonna do let's go into some of the background info on our two movies we're gonna be wa- talking about this time, and then we will be back after that to talk about the land before time and Oliver and Company. <laughs> First one is The Land Before Time, the Don Bluth classic. It was released on the 18th of November, 1988, rated G, one hour and nine minutes. Director was Don Bluth, who also did The Secret of Nim and An American Tale. Produced by Don Bluth, who also did the Dragon's Lair video game and Space Ace, as well as All Dogs Go to Heaven. Also produced by Gary Goldman... Who did The Secret of Nim and All Dogs Go to Heaven, and John Pomeroy, who did The Secret of Nim and All Dogs Go to Heaven, as well as others. Uh, one thing to note here is that very heavily um, executive producing this movie were Steven Spielberg and George Lucas, and we'll kind of talk about that a little bit later as we were talking about the movie. Writers on this one were Stu Krieger, who did the screenplay, also did Where the Boys Are and Monkey Trouble. Judy Freudberg, uh, who did the story, died in 2012, also did Sesame Street and An American Tale. Tony Geiss, who did the story, also died in 2011, did Sesame Street and An American Tale. Music was composed by James Horner, who died in 2015, who also did such movies as Titanic, The Rocketeer, Star Trek II. We've talked about those before. A ton of stuff. Uh, box office on this one. Don't have any information on the budget, but the box office on this one was 84.4 million. Uh, it was, I believe the highest grossing movie. Uh, let's see. I had that in my notes here. Yes. The land before time is the high or was the highest grossing animated movie of all time before the release of the little mermaid. So kudos to them for doing an amazing job with that. Um, The cast, starring Judith Barsi, who died in 1988 at the age of 10. Uh, That's a very sad story. Her father murdered her uh, a few months before this movie came out at the age of 10. She played Ducky. She was also in Jaws, the Revenge, and All Dogs Go to Heaven. Pat Hingle, who died in 2009, was the narrator and rooter. He was Commissioner Gordon in the Batman 89 movie and some of the subsequent Batman movies of that era, and was also in Maximum Overdrive. Uh, Gabriel Damon played Littlefoot. He was in RoboCop 2 and Newsies. Helen Shaver played Littlefoot's mother. She was in The Craft and the Amityville Horror. Bill Irwin, who died in 2010, was the grandfather. He was in Home Alone, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Burke Burns was Daddy Tops. Sarah's father, he was in Airplane 2 and Child's Play 3. Candace Hudson was Sarah. She was in the Land Before Time movies 1 through 4 and a TV series called Evening Shade. Will Ryan played Petrie. He was in An American Tale and The Little Mermaid. Frank Welker played Spike, the Sharptooth, and the Domeheads Gang, uh, providing sound effects for those. He was in the Transformer movies and the Scooby-Doo cartoons, among many, many others. Uh, Diana Ross played the Balladeer. She was uncredited for the movie, but she did some of the singing parts. She was in The Wiz and Lady Sings the Blues. Critics on this one uh, has a 70% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. The audience rating is a 7.4 out of 10 on IMDb, a 4 out of 5 on Common Sense Media, and a 78% for the audience on Rotten Tomatoes. It was nominated for a Saturn Award and Young Artist Award.
3: George Lucas and Steven Spielberg present a Don Bluth film, The Land Before Time. ago when the earth was new five friends lost and alone Mother, are you? took an incredible journey
6: you want to go with me yeah
3: through a land of wonder and a land of danger Shut up. <laughs> the creators of an American tale comes a story of friendship. Do not stop. We must stay together. Courage.
1: Oh, well, you can't quit now. What if the Great Valley is just over the top of these rocks?
3: And laughter. <laughs> from Universal Pictures.
0: Some things you see with your eyes. Others you see with your heart.
3: A new adventure is born. The Land Before Time.
4: Oliver and Company, some information on that one, came out on the 16th of April, 1988, rated G with a runtime of one hour and 13 minutes, directed by George Scribner, who also did a short of The Prince and the Pauper for Disney and was an animator on the Smurfs cartoon in 1981 and The Black Cauldron. Um, Jim Cox was one of the writers he also did Rescuers Down Under and Fern Gully. Tim Disney, who also wrote A Question of Faith, and James Mangold, who did Walk the Line and one of Pat's personal favorites, Logan. Uh, music was done by J.A.C. Redford, who did Newsies and D2 The Mighty Ducks. The budget for this one was $31 million, The box office, $74.2 Joey Lawrence played Oliver. He was also in Radio Land Murders and the TV series Blossom. Whoa. Uh, Billy Joel played Dodger. And this is his only acting credit other than being in some of his own music videos as bit parts here and there. Natalie Gregory played Jenny. She was in the Alice in Wonderland in 1985. I think it was the TV movie version of it and Magnum P.I. Cheech Marin played Tito. He was in Born in East L.A. and Up in Smoke. Bette Midler played Georgette. She was in Hocus Pocus and Beaches. Uh, Robert Loggia I think that's how you say his last name, died in 2015. He was Sykes. He was in Big and in Independence Day. Richard Mulligan, who died in 2000, was Einstein. He was in Soap, the TV series, and Little Big Man. Roscoe Lee Brown died in 2007. He was Francis. He was in Jumpin' Jack Flash and Babe. Cheryl Lee Ralph played Rita. She was in Sister Act Two, Back in the Habit, and The Flintstones. Uh, that is the, TV, uh, the uh, movie version of it with um, John Goodman and Rick Moranis. Dom DeLuise, who died in 2009, played Fagin. He was in Blazing Saddles and an American Tale. William Glover played Winston. He was in To Be or Not To Be. And Frank Welker was also in this one. He played Carlo and Louis the Sausage Vendor, as well as providing other, um, tra- uh, other sound effects and things throughout the movie. He was also in Transformers and Scooby-Doo, as we said earlier, for the other movie. The critical reception for this one, a 44% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Siskel gave it a thumbs down. Ebert gave it a marginal thumbs up. Ebert said that this one is harmless and inoffensive. And Siskel was quoted as saying, when you measure this film to the company's legacy of classics, it doesn't match up. Uh, it has a 62% audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes, was nominated for a Golden Globe and a Grammy. Uh, a couple of quick background things on here. Um... This one – so let's see. I, I did skip one thing from uh, The Land Before Time, but we'll talk about this as as the guys uh, – we have our discussion together about the movies. Um, Don Bluth was not a fan – well, he was a fan of this movie, but this he kind of recognizes as the start of his decline. Uh, because of the studio interference in this movie and the extensive cuts that were done to this movie, um, he feels like this is kind of the start of his creative decline. Uh, Oliver and Company, this was not released to home video until 1996. It took them a really long time to get this one out to video. Uh, it was, the Oliver and Company was originally intended as a sequel to 1997's The Rescuers, but they made a few changes and decided to make it its own separate movie. And if you look closely in Oliver and Company, characters from 101 Dalmatians and Lady and the Tramp can be seen during the opening segment of the movie.
0: Walt Disney has turned great stories into unforgettable animated motion pictures. Now, the tradition continues as Walt Disney Pictures proudly presents a new twist on the classic story of Oliver.
3: See Come on, let's see it I
0: love a story with food in it. Oliver, the little orphan who fell in with Fagin, the Dodger, and a gang of canine con artists. Out to take New York for all it's worth. It's worthless. What kind of work do we do anyway? Hey, that's my banking, man. Stop Let's get out of here. Oliver, the heroic kitten who was catapulted into a whole new world.
5: What is the meaning of this? Ultra Jet.
6: I see you met Oliver. The little furball.
0: Only <laughs> to be rescued... Oliver! ...by his gang of friends.
1: I just want to go back. Back his <laughs> Uncle Tito?
0: Walt Disney Pictures presents our 27th full-length animated motion picture. Featuring songs performed by Billy Joel, Huey Lewis, Ruth Pointer, and Bette Midler. Your family is cordially invited to meet our new family. Oliver, Jenny, Georgette, Tito, The Dodger, Fagan, Rita, and Sykes, the vicious villain determined to destroy Oliver. They're all together in a holiday entertainment event you'll never forget. Absolutely, absolutely. Walt Disney Pictures, Oliver and Company.
4: All right, so our first movie this time is going to be The Land Before Time. I'm going to go ahead and just say, and I think I've said this before we started recording, is I will burst into tears at the drop of a hat while talking about this movie. Mm. Because it gives me, as the kids say, all the feels. So, now that that's known. Um, So, we kind of, we start off with the movie, and we learn that because of a, a drought, this forces several herds of dinosaurs to seek a place known as the Great Valley. We get introduced to the different dinosaurs and kind of their respective species. We have the long necks, the three horns, the spike tails, the swimmers, the flyers. Um, we get introduced to the sharp tooth, uh, which is the T-Rex that ends up kind of attacking the kids at the beginning of the movie. One of the things at the beginning, um, especially watching it this time around as an adult, I was starting to notice like some of the different themes that this movie plays on. I don't know that I noticed those themes as a kid, but definitely this time around, just the whole idea of the different tribes not getting along with each other.
1: Mm-hmm. Like that being
4: a whole piece to the movie was that well they don't get along and this and this movie is going to teach you about teamwork and about getting along with others and working with people that are different from you and and obviously as a kid we don't pick up on those themes necessarily and even if we do it's maybe subconsciously. Mm-hmm. Um I do like one thing about this movie is they as they get you introduced to all this are the different terms that they would use for things. Like, instead of a leaf, it's a tree star. Yeah. Or instead of a brontosaurus, it's a, a long neck. Or I, I, even as a kid, I kind of thought that was kind of clever and poetic to come up with different terms for things rather than just saying, this is a leaf. Mm-hmm. Um, so very, very kind of early on, we get the story of these dinosaur kids uh, hatching uh, and being born and growing up. And we get the sense that um, this is kind of a, a rare occurrence, especially for the long necks, that Littlefoot was born. This is maybe their first or their only child that was hatched in a very long time, kind of mm-hmm. the last little section mm-hmm. of, of their tribe there. Um, now. There's I, no father. Right. So basically, he's, it's, his midi count it, is very
5: high. It's, it's mom and grandparents. Right. Well, there's no. He's g- the chosen one
2: sequels I'm just gonna say oh okay oh goes well no I
5: actually
4: was about to ask you because I have you seen any of the sequels I, I have not, not seen any of the sequels but you've seen all of them
2: well my kids have seen opted land before time 15. Right.
5: don't blame your kids
2: and well <laughs> the, I saw land before time one and Tam's like I think we're gonna watch this and I'm like uh are, are you sure and she goes yeah I'm like dude it's really sad I cried and mm-hmm. plumped your wife dude yeah Nice. I call everybody, and um, and she says. Uh, dude
5: abides, dude
2: abides, <laughs> and then she watches, she goes, "No, the kids are okay. Yeah, oh, there yeah, was that's some, but then every time like we go to the library, the kids are like, like, 'Wow, Dad, look, there's like ten more Land Before Time movies,' and so yeah, and so the spoiler.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: They actually eventually um, meet up with the dad. Oh, They okay. find the dad, and then there's a whole component about that
5: played by Kurt Russell
2: <clears throat> it is and then you find you
5: know, out the dad actually killed the mom
2: right <laughs> not quite but um, the uh,
5: but they, there's a whole story and around that <laughs> I'm, I'm Mary Poppins y'all <laughs> <laughs> anyway hanging on a tree star
6: 13 sequels total
2: Apparently. Uh, yeah, so I think in like Land Before well,
6: and I like, I did not know that I I knew there was two I, and three. I think I've right. seen two
2: and three. Is there enough story that. for that many sequel? Well, apparently they keep it. Sure, you just and focus. And yeah, you, know, you just focus on you know. My, my kids like it,
6: yeah. and I
2: know like when they meet up with his dad, um, there's like the whole like he's adopted other people. So does Littlefoot really is that dad? And I'm gonna go live with him, or I'm used Sarah to these people and
5: all that kind of stuff. It's it's interesting. Starts hanging out with Ducky a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Biceratops. <laughs> <laughs>
2: all right, but if this, con- if this conversation goes into like talking about furries, I'm out. I'm just
5: saying, okay? I'm just saying.
4: No, 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 no. It's, we're not, we're not going to the whole time. furry thing. Okay.
5: Um, but no, I was going to ask you. Interesting that comment coming from Pat, of all people. I know. Mm. You're yes. a very furry man. I'm a furry um, man,
2: but i <laughs> differ been the furries with the. Okay. That's
4: different. okay. Yeah. okay. Different. Um, and that's like Land Before Time. That's like Land Before time because, <laughs> time because I was going to ask you, um, this movie, be- and this is the only movie I have seen of this one, and okay. you get to see all of the characters being born. Like, you see them yes. get hatched out of their legs, and this is, you know, them growing up. And mm-hmm. for someone who has seen all of the other movies, it seems like... It, it just seems like those those scenes in particular when you see each one of them hatch and like see their mother for their first time or whatever mm-hmm. it just seems very sweet and very special and I when you look at this one in terms of looking at like all the other 14 or 15 that were made or whatever it is does this one still like is this I, one still the one that's like yeah yes this is the classic this and, is the and I'm
2: gonna say there were some that the kids were watching and it was like I was in the other room doing mm-hmm. you know laundry or make getting dinners ready you know like some but I will say that, yeah, this one seems to have the most punch to it. Mm-hmm. The other ones sometimes are lighter, um, you know, almost more musical. Mm-hmm. Like, I think there'll be more singing of songs and all this. Mm-hmm. And I'm... This is
6: the only one that isn't a musical. Okay, is that true? Okay, yeah. then I got mm-hmm. that right. No, okay.
2: they're, no. they're, it's just lighter stories. And this one seems to be kind of the, the heaviest story. And in the other ones, you know, they'll find the Great Valley, then they got to leave the Great Valley and find some other place, and they do it. They explore a little bit more, like, Sarah... And okay. As opposed to, well, we don't mix Triceratops and long necks or, or whatever. And three horns, three horns, and mm-hmm. but long then they <coughs> they they long to, they long they they find a way to to make to, to try and cross that bridge, mm-hmm. and so it goes from the well we don't mix to Littlefoot trying to win approval from Sarah's dad, uh, okay. you know, like those kinds of things, and you know the different parents. Help. There were those themes that they would kind of explore, but nothing had the same kind of uh, uh, poignancy of, you know... Do they believe in interspecies dating?
4: I don't think it goes to that depth. Got out with okay. a few rats. That's what you mean. Thank you for... <laughs> Good pickup. I was hoping somebody would pick that up. There it is. There it is. Call okay. back to the
2: Muppets. There we
4: go. Um, yeah, So, I, and I always think of this one as like, a sp- particularly those scenes, the way the movie starts out, it's just like... I don't know, even as a kid it just there was something very special about this it was just very sweet and very innocent and yeah. um and then you go from sweet and innocent to the sharp tooth shows up and uh and I remember as a kid still just being terrified by this and <clears throat> to find out that the original cut of this movie and Don Bluth apparently says he has the original cut sitting somewhere and whether or not he's ever going to release it he hasn't said but um the original cut of this movie Is I guess still was Still alive. Yeah. The original cut of this movie was 19 minutes longer, and that it was mm-hmm. cut shorter, particularly by Steven Spielberg and George Lucas, um, because they felt like some of the stuff he had included was a little too dark for kids. Um, and so there were scenes of, like, point of view shots of the sharp tooth coming at you and, like, snapping his jaws. And, and there were other, um, like, some of the scenes where the sharp tooth jumps onto um, Littlefoot's mother's back. And bites her like it's. You see it as a silhouette, but they actually did it where it's full color, and you can see oh. the whole thing. And
1: okay.
4: um,
5: it's eighty years old.
4: Yeah, he's up there, but he's he's still around. Um, but yeah, so so apparently it was a much darker movie. Had you know some parts, I guess, were maybe just a little a little heavier emotionally, which mm-hmm. I already think that you know this movie has a lot of emotion to it. Um, but that was something that I I thought was kind of interesting was how intense and scary some of those scenes were. Even the, even the cut down scenes. I remember as a kid being terrified of yeah. the sharp tooth and how you actually felt like these characters were in danger and you worried about these characters. I don't know that I watch too many other cartoons or, or even Disney movies where I actually feel dread for the characters. The only other time I can think of is maybe Lion King
1: mm-hmm. with
4: Mufasa. Um... Mm-hmm. But this one in particular, like every time that sharp tooth shows up, I almost felt like this was almost like a Jaws for kids. Like every time that sharp tooth shows up, you're just you're terrified for what's going to happen. Um, and so then obviously we get to we get to the point where the kids are playing and sharp tooth attacks, and Littlefoot's mother comes to the rescue and she ends up getting fatally wounded. And then an earthquake happens and kind of swallows the up the sharp tooth. Uh huh. And that was
2: hard to see.
4: Yeah, and so then um, Littlefoot goes in the rain and finds his mother who is laying there dying, and I've heard this referred to as like the uh, um, Bambi but with dinosaurs.
1: Mm.
6: Sure.
5: So, strangely enough um that's what Spielberg wanted to do.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: He wanted to create well, he did it. <laughs> a a Bambi, but using dinosaurs. Yeah. Um and it's in some of the stuff that I read, I think I read it on IMDb maybe, um, one of the in- initial ideas is that this, would, this movie wouldn't have any dialogue,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it
5: would all be underscored much like the dinosaur sequence from Fantasia, Yeah. Okay. and let the instruments do all the talking for the characters, and, and the, the orchestration mm-hmm. do all the talking for the characters. Um, I really enjoy the music in this. I thought, yeah. you mentioned the
2: orchestra, I mean, it, yeah. I thought oh, the
4: it was music, Horner? Yeah. 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 I remember watching the movie and be like, wow, this the music is really good. Like, I, and I'm thinking, I'm I like, haven't yeah. watched this, I have not watched this since I was a little kid, and I'm listening, and I remember the music, like, I vividly remember this music, it's ingrained in my head, and I'm like, this. and this music sounds so familiar, too, and then when it, I, I didn't look it up, and then when it got to the credits and it said James Horner, I'm like, okay, well, that explains that why explains I enjoy why, it, and
1: yeah.
4: <laughs> why it sounds familiar, and um, but yeah, then that obviously is a very heavy emotional scene where his mother dies, and and I kind of feel like I was surprised at just how much, as an adult, that that still that scene still got me. I think I cried as a kid, and I'm pretty certain I might have leaked a little bit in the eyeballs um, as an adult.
1: Mm-hmm. And I
4: think I told you this about my daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. She was I was watching it with my wife and my daughter, and, and she's seven, and. You know, normally she has no problem showing emotion or, or telling when she's sad or something like that. And she's sitting with me, and we're watching the movie. And, and all of a sudden, she kind of she's like, kind of she's sitting on top of me in my chair while we're watching the movie. And, and I kind of feel her tense up a little bit. I was like, "Are you okay?" And she just goes, "I'm just really tired." I said, "Okay, well, do, you, do we want to stop the movie and go to bed?" No, no, I'm I'm just I'm just really tired. And I look over at my wife sitting in the other chair, and she's kind of smiling. She's like, that means she's sad. Like, that means she's maybe crying. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what she's said lately when she is sad about something, and she just, like, pretends that she's really tired, so nobody has to know that she's sad or crying about something. And so I I asked her, I paused the movie, and I'm like, if you're you're upset, if you're crying, that's okay, because Daddy's kind of crying, too. And she's like, I'm not. I'm not crying. I wasn't crying. You're the one who's crying. You're the one, yeah. <laughs> you're the one who's crying. Don't turn that light on.
2: You're the one who's crying. When you put your arm around her to try and cuddle her in, will she tape it or does she get like no? No, she just when
4: I brought it when I brought it to her attention and I was like, Are you okay. are you crying? Or are you sad? She just kinda got real defensive and, yeah. and I was like, It's totally okay. She's too cool for that. Dad's a grown man. Yeah. And I'm mm. I'm tearing up at Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Uh, Dad's a growing man?
6: It's the man part we're having trouble
5: with, John. (laughs) Growing. Yes. We, yeah. Yes. Rough bunch. Rough Uh bunch. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. (laughs) All right. I
4: am going to take all the dialogue I've ever recorded, any of you say, and I'm going to totally re-edit it all together to make you all look bad. That's amazing.
6: You know why that's (laughs) such an (laughs) empty threat? Because we all know you don't have that kind of time on your hands.
5: (laughs) I'm oh, kind of okay with this, because I think <laughs> that would be an amazing right.
4: show. Cool. I would like that. Mm-hmm. It's just, I'm going to create like a Max Headroom character out of all of you.
6: That would be fun. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, Moving on. So that's very much like you, Land four Time. You all suck. Okay. Um, much like Littlefoot's mother, you're all dead to me. Okay.
5: Ooh. <laughs> nice segue. I think. Wow. Okay then. That's right. I'm gonna bring the heat here. Not well, much like Sarah. You're acting like a little bitch. <laughs> also true. Oh, that, I can't. That can't was, ar- can't was, argue with that. That was one
3: comment my wife made when we were
5: watching this. She goes, oh, "Sarah's actually a bitch." <laughs> well, yeah. I which, was like,
4: yeah, she kind of is. Which is funny because, and and I'm not gonna say this about my sister because I, you know, I'm not gonna say that that's how she acts, but. At the time when we were growing up,
5: <laughs> no, there, there's a point to this. I would like to I would like to stress that John's viewpoints are his own. Yeah,
6: yes. and not necessarily the viewpoints of the thirty something new podcast.
5: Even though Correct. he tweets on our behalf, uh-huh. yeah, he
4: does not speak on our behalf. Yeah. Mm. My sister's name is Sarah, and watching this as a kid, like some of Sarah's stubbornness and her other qualities, we used to just kind of joke and be like, okay. I understand why the Triceratops name is Sarah, nice. because she's a lot like you.
2: Would that fire her and up? And I think,
4: as a kid, yes. As an adult, she'd probably look at that and be like, "Yeah, I am. I'm totally like Sarah." And she, I mean, that was kind of three horns my, don't play with
6: long necks. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's kind of like a a stubborn confidence kind of thing. But yeah, yeah. so the irony of. Her being named Sarah, and my sister being named Sarah. She was
2: confident, right until that T-Rex wasn't dead. Right until she just about poked at she's the already side. banging mm-hmm. her head against the rock mm-hmm. until. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
4: So as we, uh, you know, as as Littlefoot then goes on from there, he meets um, Rooter, the Clubtail, who kind of gives him some sage advice, and. Uh, you, I, you bowing out. I hate to say it, but no, I gotta right. go
2: get uh, Dominic from uh, from from youth group and all that go kind of thing. It. But it was a pleasure discussing with you. I'll Bring him for... back. Pardon me? Bring him hey, give back. He could be a love to right his your perspective. Get his perspective on it. Yeah, he would love it. He hasn't watched the other one yet, the um, Oliver with dogs. But, okay. uh, you know, He's not missing much. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Land Before Time, they are definitely high on that and, you know, love dinosaurs, and the kids yeah. gave it a definite thumbs up. So
6: Who doesn't love dinosaurs? You
2: know? Darn toot. No. We'll see you guys later. It was see, good to see you all. It, Take man. care. I look forward to hearing my comments off the air, or hearing your comments off the
5: So let me tell you why what Pat said was wrong.
2: And always is.
4: <laughs> All right. So then Littlefoot goes on. He meets Ducky and Petrie.
2: Go ahead and fire Indiana. Harrison Ford for Indiana Jones. You see what I think about
4: that? That's a lot of <laughs> Uh So he does meet Ducky and Petrie, who start to go yep, along yeah. with him on his journey. Yep, yep, yep. 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 Um, and then Sarah, who kind of goes off on her own, ends up, as we said, she ends up finding the sharp tooth who you think is dead Shh. in the one scene, and that was a big mistake. Yeah. To... Tempt fate like that, and
5: yeah, well, you know, you never sleep poke a sleeping bear. isn't you know? that what it is—you yeah. never poke a sleeping T Rex. Sleeping T Rexes lie.
6: Yeah, in general, yeah. that's a good—that's uh, good, good philosophy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they
4: are—they are short-armed and dangerous, so mm. um, little,
5: little, yeah. You know. um, meet the Robinsons. The T Rex is like I have a big head and little arms. <laughs> 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 There's a T-Rex chasing somebody. I think it was that movie.
6: <laughs> <laughs> right. a big head and
5: little arms. It's outstanding. Whoever um, thought of this plan didn't really think it through. <laughs> so she's <laughs> running
4: away from the Sharptooth. Uh, she obviously runs into the rest of them and she tells them the Sharptooth is alive, but <clears throat> Littlefoot obviously does not believe her because he believes the Sharptooth to have died in the earthquake. Um, they end up finding Spike, and he kind of gets added into their little group there. Uh, as they continue to go seeking out the Great Valley, they do find a little cluster of trees which they first mistake for the Great Valley, but obviously it is not. It is a great nothing, and uh, they gets eaten in about thirty seconds. Had a little snack there, and that was that part was devastating as a kid too. And be like, <laughs> they found it first. Like I remember as a kid being really worried that the rest of those dinosaurs came in and got their tree.
1: Mm.
4: I don't think that was very fair. But they got know, to eat
6: though. There was life's, food.
4: Life's not fair. There's green so, foods. Uh, as we learn from this movie, life's not fair. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get the whole little scene of them like sleeping at night and they all go to, you know, they leave Littlefoot and they are all huddled around Sarah and then ultimately at the end of the night they all end up huddling around Littlefoot and Sarah reluctantly comes over as well. Uh, they get attacked by the Sharptooth again and then they're able to kind of escape uh, from him at first, but then they kind of break off as they argue with each other, they break off a little bit. Um, and then you get that whole scene where Ducky and Spike are stuck, uh, they're kind of by the volcano, they get stuck um, by the lava, and Petrie gets stuck in a tar pit, and uh, Sarah is being bothered by a group of, I think they called them the dome heads, and um, so you get through all that, and, and you get to the the group is kind of back together again. Uh, Petrie learns to fly for the first time,
1: which mm-hmm. you know, I thought mm-hmm. that was
4: kind of cute, that he being the flyer that can't fly then they decide that they're going to come up with a plan to get rid of the sharp tooth once and for all and uh you know they go through with that plan and i remember as a kid that just that whole time where they're trying to get that plan going and then the sharp tooth leaps up on top of the boulder and i probably freaked out and screamed as a child and then of course as an adult as an adult i probably did the same thing i got very tired we'll put it that (laughs) way and um and then Sarah comes into the rescue, smashes the rock, and they finally kill the the Sharptooth, although they think at the time they've also killed Petrie, because he gets dragged down with him. Petrie did not die, though. He came on back, and uh, spoiler. ultimately, spoiler alert, he didn't die. And uh, we then have Littlefoot kind of walking along on his own, and um, he sees a cloud that looks like his mother, follows it, and then ultimately the clouds part, and the sun comes down, and we see that they have reached the Great Valley, and all is... Well and right with the world. So do you remember the first time you saw this movie? Did you see it as a kid?
5: I saw it as a kid. Okay. And I remember enjoying it quite a bit. And I took part in the Pizza Hut promotion mm-hmm. and got mm-hmm. the hand puppets for all the characters mm-hmm. and, and what have you.
4: I took part in every Pizza Hut promotion. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's, yeah. why, that's why I'm so
4: well-read. I was a champion of the Book at program. So well-rounded? Well-read. And well-rounded. Because of the book it program. Yep. Book it. I blame literacy for my obesity. Yes. <laughs> I like that. What was, it, what was it
6: like? A, a personal pizza every like four books? or some yeah, crazy right. number like that? It was insane. Yeah. No. Yeah. It was not appropriate. It was good.
5: No, it was good. Definitely not appropriate. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed this movie a lot when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. As an adult, meh. Really? Yeah. I just like... Okay. Okay. There, I, I didn't feel like there was a lot of story to it okay it's a very short movie
1: i didn't realize
5: i didn't remember how short it was and
1: i
6: did not remember how slowly it built
5: yeah okay i
6: did i had no concept that it took that long to meet everybody there's really
5: not a lot that happens either Uh -uh. Mm -hmm.
6: for for a movie that's portraying what feels like a long journey there's not a lot of journey Mm -hmm. there's a lot of time spent at the beginning introducing the characters as, as babies. There's some time spent battling the T-Rex, but that, if I mean you assume that those battles all happen in a short distance, a short mm-hmm. space, not a lot of time is spent actually journeying
1: yeah.
6: for a movie that is portraying a long journey. Mm-hmm. It, time dilated in a weird way when I watched that movie as, as an adult. I don't recall it being that short.
5: Yeah, yeah I just, and I just don't remember feeling as bored mm. with him. I, I, I mean, I, I guess that's how I felt with that as as I was watching him. Like, I need something...
6: Indifferent, maybe.
5: ...to okay. happen. Yeah, I was just like, mm. okay.
6: He's cute. Mm-hmm. How do you not like Ducky? Yep, yep, yep.
5: Mm-hmm. I mean, that's fun.
6: I'll always be partial to the big dofy characters, so Spike's cool. Spike, yeah. Just because Spike's cool.
5: I read that his name was supposed to be Bo. Yeah, well...
6: <laughs> But they would have hit the
5: nail on the head with that one. Bo Derek. Bo Diddley Bo Diddley. Bo, Diddley. Bo, Diddley. Bo Bridges. Bo Bridges. Bo Bridges. Yeah. Bo Bridges. Bo Jackson. Bo Bo Warbolt. Bo Bozo the Clown. Bozo. Yeah. This
6: is taking a weird <laughs> turn, guys.
5: Yeah. Not quite sure where this was going. Um, do you Do you remember watching it as a kid?
6: Oh, definitely. Definitely
5: loved this. Loved it as a kid. Yeah, like, that's like the thing. I, I it remember watching It has this. all those
6: amazing. Like you talk about a movie from your childhood, and it like, oh yeah, land before time.
5: Mm-hmm.
6: And then I watched it, and I was like, okay, yeah, like it's fun.
5: I can, but never wax nostalgic. Yeah. On this movie, and then as an adult, like I, I don't know, I just put it on, and I was like, oh, I don't that's know, it. I don't know what I loved about it yeah, as right. a kid.
6: Yeah, it's funny, because I'd love to try to figure out exactly how old I was, because it was, looking at it through an adult lens, thinking about watching it as a kid, there were some parts I was like, ooh, it was kind of dark and scary. Mm -hmm. There definitely is, we've watched some animated movies now, you know, from the 80s, over several years. Mm -hmm. Animation had a darker bent back then when we were kids Mm -hmm. than I think they get away with now, or that... Whether it's get away with or whether it's a desire to not make things as dark now, I feel like
1: yeah,
6: some of the stuff we watched as
5: kids are kind of spooky. Mm-hmm.
6: <laughs> well, maybe that explains a few things.
5: Well, but but I feel like in an animated movie, I think a lot of it had to just do with the storytelling that was going on, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you had to pay attention to the story. And I don't think that's cap- that There's as much capability mm-hmm. in younger audiences today. Fair enough. Whereas if, you know it. it you need to have flashier things and faster moving things. You know, I'm going to sound like an old man, you know, when I was a kid, get off my lawn, (laughs) but you know, you, you, you have, you definitely have kids now that have no concept of what life was like before instant gratification Mm -hmm. where you couldn't download something right away. You Mm -hmm. couldn't find what you wanted right away. You couldn't get what you wanted right away. And I think a lot of it has killed the patience factor. Of young people, mm-hmm. so yeah, they're not going to be as patient and sit through a movie that has a lot of dark story elements to it for the ultimate payoff.
1: Mm-hmm.
6: Yeah, makes sense.
4: Now, I did want to ask you guys about Don Bluth mm-hmm. movies in particular because that I, I kind mean, of think knew of those. This was coming. <laughs>
5: yep, God bless
4: it. <laughs> Ah, uh, anyway. Well, I, this, this is for you guys not having a soul anymore and being bored with this movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Dang. Yeah, yeah I went soul. there. Okay. went there. Well, you <laughs> made fun of me earlier. <laughs> so. Made fun
5: of one man who cries at an That's animated
4: right. film. Yeah. Hey, look, I'm not afraid to show my feelings. All right. It's okay. Just sit there and be tired. Mm-hmm. I am tired. <laughs> um, so Don Bluth in particular being somebody who... Had worked at Disney, became disillusioned with Disney, and left, I think it was about 1979 was when he left Disney, because he just didn't like the way the company was being run, uh, to start his own company, and then that's when you got The Secret of Nim, and then you, I think he had a couple of other things in there. He did the Dragon Slayer uh, video game, and Space Ace, and then uh, I guess Dragon Slayer 2 was planned, but they I guess the money fell through, or um, arcades were... No longer popular at that point, so it just didn't happen. Then you got American Tale, you got Land Before Time, and he's done a few others since then. Um, One thing in particular with him that I thought was was interesting and, and ironic is just how much he was disappointed at how things went with this movie with the studio interference of having that 19 minutes cut out of the movie. that he He fought to not have that cut out of the movie, and that's what caused him... I think he himself has said this is the start of his creative decline, was he just got so disillusioned with the amount of cuts that were made to his movie. And the irony to me is that those cuts were made by Spielberg and Lucas, Lucas, who is famous for hating studio interference and people cutting his movies and so that was a little ironic um but i think i think of don bluth as being like the only competitor to disney at this point in the 80s that you have the movies like american tale you have the movies like all dogs go to heaven you've got you know you've got the uh, land before time so do you in terms of like the 80s and disney movies and don bluth movies which do you prefer do you lean a little bit more towards the Don Bluth movies, or do you lean more towards Disney in the 80s? Because the 80s were kind of a rough time for Disney. We talked to Black Cauldron about a year, a mm-hmm. couple years ago, and that was kind of the point at which Disney started to make some decisions and try to make some changes before they got to Little Mermaid in the early 90s. So, do you do you lean 80s Disney or 80s Don Bluth?
6: I'd have to say Don Bluth, just looking at his career real quick on IMDb to confirm his work with Disney. I'm really, One of my things I'm really bad at is years movies came out. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to look it up usually. So I wanted to see which Disney movies he was around for. Mm-hmm. And the ones he was around for are some of my favorites. Yeah. Robin Hood. Yep.
4: And... Did he work on Fox and the Hound?
6: Not that it's listed no, here, but okay. the, rest, the original Rescuers yes. is yeah. on his list. Um, just things that... Uh, all-time greats. You know, and so we talk about him in the 80s versus Disney in the 80s. I loved all of this stuff. All Dogs Go to Heaven was awesome. Mm -hmm. Secret of Nim's great. Um, Although that was tech. No, I guess that was. Well, no. It's 81, I think.
4: Is it? Yeah. Yeah, 82. There we go. 82.
6: So I'm I'm not crazy. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think definitely Don Bluth versus Disney, American Tale. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's a good, good decade for him. But not so much. On the, I mean, mm-hmm. I'd have to look at the Disney movies from the '80s, but Black Cauldron and stuff like that.
5: Yeah. So, do you lean Disney or Don Bluth? Well, I always lean Disney. I love Disney. Um, that being said, you know I American. You like, you like the D? I, I beg your pardon. <laughs> the stylized D, the, their logo. The stylized cursive D. That's part of their logo. So, as far as Don <laughs> Bluth movies that I like. I would go with American Tail and Secret and Nim. <laughs> okay. Um, I was having an interesting conversation with with Katie as uh, Oliver and Company was wrapping up, mm-hmm. and at what point did the shift in '80s Disney movies happen? Because in 1989 we get the Little Mermaid,
0: yeah,
5: which was an entirely different entity mm-hmm. for a Disney movie, and. I, well, it, it was it
6: was a foray into, well, I, I, not an original story, but it was a foray. But neither into was Oliver and Company.
5: No, but I, I think neither, wh- neither was Fox and the Hounds. <coughs> <coughs> well, far Disney, as I know well, well,
4: well the, the meeting where this, where Oliver and Company, our next movie, was the meeting where that one was pitched, was where they also pit. It was after Black Cauldron, and they said, mm-hmm. "All right, guys, we need to get our crap together here. Let's pitch some ideas." And it, this movie was pitched. Was it Rescuers Down Under? Probably. Or one it's of those. Right and time. Little Mermaid were pitched at that meeting. And this is the one. You know, this next one, the Oliver and Company. That's the one they started with. I,
6: mean, I think Little Mermaid signa- was when they finally got their traction on the new Disney because mm-hmm. that kicked off. Wasn't the next one? Would the next one have been Aladdin? The was
4: Aladdin. Aladdin and Beauty, Beauty Beauty's, Beauty's and Lion King. King. I
6: mean, yeah. that was. Yeah. Come on, that was the kickoff. Yeah.
4: But well, what's interesting yeah, about your '90s it, is when Disney really.
6: What's interesting about it is they went dried. back to good stories yeah. that they could make a movie about. Yeah. Whereas Black Cauldron? I, like
1: I mean, that. I know they had. I mean, I like it. They though. had
6: source material, but yeah, they didn't. Maybe the source material wasn't as strong as say, some of the stuff they went back to for yeah. Little Mermaid, Fox and the Hound, another right. one they didn't do as well. I feel like you're you're. It's a good movie, but it. I love that one. But it falls in that same category of the source material wasn't as strong. You said Fox and Hound. I had to to a check in my head to make sure I'd seen it, mm. and then my brain said, "God, that was Disney." I don't even know if I knew that. So, no. you know, little things like that. Of course, mm. it was, but I wouldn't have known the difference. You I'm, know? gonna, I'm gonna
4: very quickly give a quick plug to a friend of mine who has a podcast called Disney Vault Talk. Mm, good and one. Go through. Have you heard that one?
6: I've clicked on a couple specific ones but okay.
4: not like they've gone through that. I think they've started from the beginning mm-hmm. and they've run through and they've done every Disney movie. I'm or, or, or they're Donald going through those. they're going through every Disney movie and yeah.
5: yeah. It's pretty cool yeah. what they do. Um but anyway, I mean yeah. The the question was Don Bluth or Disney. Yeah. And I just like I said that was a, the the question came up as Uh, as we were watching Oliver and Company where did the shift in the 80s happen for Disney Mm -hmm. I I don't know I'm I'm a fan of the Disney catalog Mm -hmm. and always will be Mm -hmm. I think I'd be more inclined to put on a Disney movie over a Don Bluth movie only because I don't think I enjoy as many Don Bluth films as I do Disney films Okay, even if if we
4: narrow it down to the 80s if we're, if we're talking 80s Disney versus 80s Don Bluth. He's doing the same
6: thing. I don't I feel like I don't feel that. like there
4: was a ton of successful Disney stuff in the well, 80s. And I would need... Uh, not, so not we're going to the look at, films, look at the list right well, now, but I feel mm-hmm. like
6: Disney had a focus in the 80s. They decided to focus a little more uh, on live action. Yeah. Because you have Flight of the Navigator comes out then. You have... Well, okay,
5: so here's the other thing that Disney has going for it is that they also were doing re-releases. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you still yeah. had, in, in the 80s, Pinocchio romantic. getting a theatrical release, Bambi getting a theatrical release, even though those movies right. weren't 80s movies. Because I saw all those so in think, the theater, I and I don't know how, but Disney that's because they a much did those re-releases. Mm-hmm.
6: And I think part of, I wonder then if that was Don it. Blue. They were focused on that, and so they didn't really worry about it. So, okay, 1980s. Um, yeah, I think America American Herbie goes Bananas*
5: and Secret of Nym would be the only really Don Bluth films. Um, Great Mouse Detective was an 80s
4: Disney animated. The animated yeah, Fox an- and the Hound, The Black Oliver. Cauldron, The Great Mouse yeah. Detective, Oliver and Company,
5: and Little Mermaid. Anastasia is Just a, a Don Bluth, but, that, mm-hmm. but now you're talking late 90s. <clears throat> so Don Bluth really didn't have much to offer in terms of the 80s. And I think it may be a little unfair to him and his movies to try to weigh them against Disney films because like I said not only was Disney still releasing their own films mm-hmm. but they were also re-releasing and and bringing in that audience through re-releasing their older films well, why I, th- I mean I I think I got to go I mean I have I think I have to go Don
4: Bluth if I'm looking at the Disney animated movies that came out in the 80s the only one that I think in terms of quality is better than any of the Don Bluth movies. Is maybe Little Mermaid. Otherwise, the animated ones that I'm looking at, I'm not thinking about re-releases, just thinking mm-hmm. about ones that came that were produced and, and created and released mm-hmm. in the '80s. Um, I, I got to go Don Bluth because Secret. I, I, I like Secret and M. I haven't mm-hmm. seen it in years, but I like Love that one. The um, books even I mean, and and between Land Before Time. I don't think I've never read the books.
6: Oh, oh man, I'll
5: have to go back and see and the Rats. Did yeah. you ever read the sequel?
6: I feel like I have, but. Maybe I didn't finish it because I don't have really the story in my head, but
5: I know it exists. It wasn't great. And I, and maybe that's my problem. Maybe yeah. I've
6: wiped it from my memory. I feel like I have the book. On my I'll, bookshelf. I'll, I'll
5: read the first one and then leave it at that.
6: Yeah, it's such a good story.
4: But I feel like looking at the, the catalog of the Don Bluth movies versus these maybe five or six that Disney came out with in the 80s, I think I got to go Don Bluth because of American Tale, Land Before Time, I think All Dogs Go to Heaven was 89 sounds right 89 okay i those 3 alone i think it was definitely yeah, and, later and secret Name. so yeah. i think comparing those yeah, 4 with disney's 5 or 6 um you know i i do love the black cauldron i i still really like that movie but i just think in terms of the overall quality of the movies and my emotional attachment to them i mean i i also tend to leak at the eyes during american tale
6: I am not one normally to suggest anthology episodes, but if we're ever looking for one, an interesting one might be animated Disney up to the point we are at. Knowing that if an animated Disney feature film came out, we're probably going to hit it going forward. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we want to go forward from 1987. but may Or 1988, sorry. But maybe... If we need an anthology episode for something special, we look at Disney movies from before this year and, and take that as a chunk. Because that could be an interesting one. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of our childhoods. It's a lot of strong feelings either way. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm looking at this list going, oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. Oh, that'd be fun. Obviously, we'd have to make some decisions about the hybrids. but Right, right. Um, still, it might be an interesting
1: yeah.
6: episode for the future if we're looking for... Something different.
4: All right. Well, I, I was going to move us on, and we can talk a little bit more about Oliver and Company. Do we have anything else we want to say about Land Before Time before we I switch gears over to Oliver? i
6: bummed that I wasn't as excited watching it, but okay. I'm not trying to take anything away from the movie. I loved it growing no, no, up, yeah. so.
4: I was, and I was surprised at how much I did enjoy it. Like that, I, I thought, eh, you know, kids movie, I liked it as a kid, and I don't know. We'll see how this goes. Mm-hmm. And But, you know, it I, I was hit right in the feels all the feels.
6: Good. So Good
4: for you. Well, let's all switch all over. I'll, let's switch all over. I mi- mixed my switch over and Oliver to switch all over. Moving let's your... Just switch all over. Mixing all your metaphors. I'll mm-hmm. go over there if you want to go over you there. We want to come over fire drill? And, and, drum, and when, the, when the music stops, we sit down. So on Fifth Avenue, there is a young orphaned little kitten named Oliver, and uh, he is the last one left when all the other kittens are adopted by people going by. Um, Oliver uh, then kind of... Gets loose and, and wanders around, meets a uh, dog named Dodger, voiced by Billy Joel. Which smooth I think is talking, a, a smooth talking. He's got uh, street savoir faire.
6: He does at that. Fast. Mm-hmm. Just ask him. Just, he mm-hmm. tells you he'll, about 20 times. He'll in three sing song. it to you.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I vividly remember the commercials for this. Oh, movie. yeah. Yeah. If this is torture, so cool. chain me to the wall. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I love that line. <laughs>
6: My brother and I used to walk around saying that all the time, I think it drove
4: my poor mother insane. Uh we so excited
6: Billy Joel was in the movie
4: though. Oh yeah. Well and, and, and see we always listen to Billy Joel as, as kids Us too. and and so that was kind of a big deal, mm-hmm. you know, to recognize that when you heard that song come on during the trailer when it would come on T V, you're like, That's Billy Joel like we okay. knew it right away. We're like we knew exactly that's who that was. And then um, come
6: to find out Oliver was a young Joey Lawrence, that's fine. I know, yeah. That
4: is funny. Uh, so Oliver kinda of helps Ed Dodger kind of Ropes him in and gets him to help him steal some sausages so he can take them back to the rest of the gang um, and meet up with a pickpocket named Fagin. And uh, so, and we obviously know that this is a remake or a retelling of the Oliver Twist story, just with dogs uh, and cats and, and cats. And then we get um, living together, living in cats. Yes, <laughs> thank you. Easy for you to say. We have the other friends, Tito the Chihuahua, Einstein the Great Dane, Rita the Afghan Hound, and Francis the Bulldog. Um, and so Oliver kind of joins up with the rest of the gang there. And we come to find out that Fagin is uh, hes having a bit of trouble, a bit of money trouble, because he had borrowed some money from Sykes, uh, who is a bad, bad dude that's got a couple of pretty nasty Doberman Pinchers that walk around with him. And um, so we kind of get into this whole thing of the, the animals are... Trying to help Fagin collect junk and so they can sell it again, and they're not really very good at it. And uh, so then they try to, I think Wilson—it was no Winston, not Wilson. um, You know, he pulls up at one point in his limo, and it's got uh, the little girl in the back. And so they try to get him out of the car and steal the radio, and that kind of begins the uh, the little side story of Oliver getting picked up by the girl and taken home, and. Then they think they have to go rescue Oliver, so they do, and you get introduced to Georgette, the the poodle, and um, you know something about this movie is different from the Land Before Time is the celebrity voices Mm -hmm. in this movie. Just you know, this is one of those movies where they just must have contacted every celebrity they could possibly find and be like, let's Dom DeLuise, Cheech, Cheech. Billy Joel, Bette Midler, you know, just pulling in as many people as they can find for this. and, uh, okay, so then they get, uh, they, they get to the house and they rescue Oliver, even though he doesn't really want to be rescued. Uh, and then that kind of starts the whole plot of them pretending that Oliver has been kidnapped so that they, they find out that, you know, Jenny's family is rich and they, um, you know, they, they are going to ransom the cat so that they'll bring some money so that Fagin can pay back Sykes. And uh, then when he finds out it's just a little girl, obviously he has more of a conscience than than one would think, and so he decides not to go through with it, but then, and that is kind of a terrifying part of the movie, when Sykes then just decides, ah, fine, I'll kidnap the girl. And uh, we, we, go from, mm-hmm. we go from a little cute cartoon where you know, we've, we've got a sense of kidnapping a cat, and ransoming a cat, and it is kind of Cute in a weird way. But, but if you remember
5: the, in Rescuers, wasn't Penny <clears throat> right. kidnapped? By, yeah. What was her name? Madame Medusa? I think so. Yeah, sounds right. And, and originally this was yeah, supposed not sure to about be... a not bad
6: guy name, but Penny was definitely kidnapped. And, was, and
5: this was
4: originally conceived as a sequel to the Rescuers. That was kind of their original plan for it, which is why she's Jenny. And originally she was going to be Penny. Um, and so then it, we kind of end the movie with a, a chase through the streets and into the subway tunnels. And... Uh, We end up with the, uh, I think both of the Dobermans end up on the third rail in the subway and get electrocuted, and then we end up having Sykes, as you do with a Doberman, and um, we end up with Sykes going headfirst into a train, and that's the end of him, and then it ends very happy with Jenny having her birthday party, and her parents are coming back to the United States, and Oliver's going to stay with Jenny, but kind of check in with the gang from time to time, and we'll sing a song, and it's a happy ending, and... Yeah. Life's a happy song, so. And there's, I <laughs> I thought we were gonna. I thought you were gonna just burst into song. And this being the our cartoon musical.
5: To sing along. There you
4: go. Life's a fillet of fish.
1: Yes, it yes, is. it is.
4: <laughs> I love that song. Um, so this one, did you see this one when you were a kid?
5: I did not. Did not? My first time oh, most seeing... most definitely. Okay. My first time seeing... I mean, I remember seeing <clears throat> clips, probably, mm-hmm. you know, on the Disney Channel. Yeah. Um, but I remember, uh, my first time seeing it top to bottom was yesterday. Really? Okay. Yeah.
4: And, and that was... I thought that I had seen this on home video at some point. I'm, I'm pretty certain that I saw it in the theater, because I can't imagine watching this on VHS when it finally came out. Because apparently this didn't come out on home video until 1996.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Like, for some reason, it just did, they didn't release it, even though it did well, they just didn't release it on home video until 96. I can't picture going and wanting to watch this when I'm 15 or 16 years old in 96. Mm-hmm. But I know I knew this movie. I had seen this movie, so we must have gone to see it in the theater at some point. And I vividly remember the TV, well, TV the commercials.
6: Well, the key here, it says video release.
4: hmm well, they Disney, probably showed it on TV. I was say,
6: the Disney yeah. Channel exists by now. Yeah. And that was Disney's little game. So, because I'm not sure I saw it in the theater either. Okay. It doesn't I did, seem like... I saw it as like, a kid,
4: but I don't remember how I saw it.
6: It doesn't seem like... Um, I, I, I don't recall seeing it in the theater. It doesn't mm-hmm. seem like something we would have done. Okay. Um, but I know I've seen it, and I've seen it several times. And like you, I can't imagine I watched it that much in high school. Mm-hmm. So I have a hunch um, it was a Disney Channel thing. Now, we had the Disney Channel early on because we might have known someone who might have sold those pirate cable boxes back in the day. So we might have paid for basic cable and still had all the the premium channels. (laughs) I'm just saying. They had access to the Disney Channel from a young age. And I have a hunch that that was Disney's plan back then as it was... We're getting this extra cut for this Disney channel we've mm-hmm. created. Why would we put these out on VHS? They paid $12 and buy it once. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Yeah. You can come here to get it. I mean, that was back. And I think they're still on a little bit of a rolling release calendar. There's still... Like, if I see a Disney movie from my childhood that I don't have on Blu-ray... I'll grab it, because you never know when it's going to be available again. Mm-hmm. And now with their Movies Anywhere service, mm-hmm. you keep yeah. your eye on it. I think it's going to be available less and less on, right. on a medium you can own.
5: Yeah. How, how often have you double-dipped on Blu-rays? Like, <sighs> a movie that you have on DVD, then now it's available on, on Blu-ray. On
6: DVD and on Blu-ray, not as much, because there's a whole segment of... I kept a VCR for probably far too long. Mm-hmm. There's a whole segment of movies, especially Disney movies from my childhood, that I never converted to DVD. Mm-hmm. So I'm very happy about that, because now I can go straight to Blu-ray. Um, actually, now I can go straight to 4K if they're making them. Mm-hmm. But there's a
5: few. You get a there's 4K a... TV.
6: I have a 4K TV, and now I have a 4K <laughs> Blu-ray player, too. I'm oh, very happy about man. it. it um, right into the movie. Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. I love it. You know, it looks really good in 4K. Totally off the subject, mm-hmm. but um, Man in the High Castle. Oh, really? In 4K. Like, I don't even know how to describe it like the... Opening sequence just blows you away. You're like, okay, <laughs> I'm stuck on the couch for an hour. Um, but there are a few. like um, <laughs> uh, Die Hard. I think I own the Die Hard trilogy, the original three, mm-hmm. in all three mediums. Um, National and Boots Christmas Vacation. Um, I have that in a fourth medium because I dipped my toe into the HD DVD oh, yeah. pool before Blu-ray one, so I got slapped on that one. <laughs> um, what else do I, I have? Think
4: Star Wars. Star Wars. I have I Star Wars I, in... Pretty much every I've, medium I've, that's ever existed. I have purchased Star Wars in everything yeah. from all the VHSs to
5: all the, yeah. I have, VH- I just, I I have multiple copies thing. of VHS. I was just curious DVD because at, and at some point I had to stop myself from double dipping. Yeah,
6: Yeah, the, the Blu-ray DVD double dip is hard. There's only a few. Like I, I've definitely stopped myself on a couple. I'm like, that is not an action movie. Who cares if that's HD? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. But there are some where I'm like, well, that's got. I
1: mean, I I
4: have to. How can I not? How can I not own this in HD? If if I buy something now on a physical medium, I will buy it with the combo pack. Oh yeah, I'll buy the Blu-ray and I always try to get it where it's a Blu-ray DVD and Mm -hmm. digital if I can. Yeah, that would. That is the ideal.
6: That is the ideal scenario.
5: But those are becoming harder and harder available Mm -hmm. because people are realizing what what that actually offers and studios Mm -hmm. don't want to offer that much convenience
6: it's true I am intrigued I mentioned Disney's Movies Anywhere service Mm -hmm. it's not even Disney branded anymore it's just called Movies Anywhere no they just changed it to Movies Anywhere but uh the fact that it allows you to connect multiple sources into one app is kind of interesting.
4: I do like that.
5: Because I hate And they gave you free movies. They did. They're they good. did. I, they got, did. I grabbed free, everything I
4: could. Three free movies
5: for that. Yeah. yeah. Well I I didn't get to choose. They oh, okay. just like yeah, it populated was, uh, movies. Yeah, it was whatever. Which con- it was which prompted me to make and mm-hmm. something, yeah. I can't I I didn't know that was gonna happen I contacted Apple, I said, I just wanna make sure I didn't get charged for these movies right, that I are showing sure. up. Why are these here? Yeah. And it was a lot of back and forth with, with Apple trying to and finally realized this is because it medium. was on this medium, and then you transfer this, and now it's this was a thank you mm-hmm. for combining and using. Which, this by class. the way,
6: thank Disney. You know, very few companies mm-hmm. have done that. Right. And, uh, I mean, trust me, they're going to win in the end. But how many companies have part given of the, you anything for of the up I like got, like, that?
5: like I got Ice Age, right, mm-hmm. and, and Big Hero Six. I got and Ghostbusters, and Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah. Ghostbusters. Too
6: bad. <laughs> I know, but I'm saying, like, it's something. I'm not saying it's anything great, right. mm-hmm. but it's better than, oh, sorry, too bad, so sad, like, here's better than, service.
4: Better than the streaming service that DC uses for their digital movies. Oh, what do they use? Not ha- Ultraviolet. Oh, yeah, that's terrible. I, I hate. That is terrible. I hate, because I had to, when I got the Man of Steel digital version, I had to go down, I had to go get Ultraviolet, but mm-hmm. then to be able to watch it on my phone, I had to go get Flickster. Yep. And I mm-hmm. had to, like, somehow connect Flickster to my Ultraviolet, to my... bit, And i like, no. Yeah.
6: Just, just, just no. Ultraviolet was yep. not great. It, actually, the concept of Ultraviolet was fantastic. But now...
5: It's in my iTunes because of the way that all the companies combined. Mm-hmm. So all my Ultraviolet digital movies ended up... I don't somehow have my Ultraviolet movies in there. Is that uh, movies anywhere that was that connection, or was that something else? I didn't remember I, Ultraviolet being... I, Part it, of must, that group. it must have been because the movies that I got that I had on Ultraviolet are now I can now access through Amazon. Have you not connected your Apple Ultraviolet and, to movies anywhere? Maybe I
4: thought I looked, and I thought Ultraviolet wasn't included in the group of. Hmm, I don't
5: know. Huh.
6: Okay. Well,
4: I will have to I'll go do some out. exploring. Um,
5: so that's a lot like so Oliver. And that's company. a lot like sure, Oliver and sure. Company. Um, speaking
4: of companies, Oliver and Company. Um, yeah. So I in this movie it. It apparently was successful when it came out. It, it yeah, you know, it had it's, enough star
6: power. I mean, come on, Billy Joel got half the people to show up oh, yeah. anyway.
4: Yeah. Now watching it this time around. Now this is this is one that I have not watched since I was a very little kid, probably around about the time it came out, or if it was on mm-hmm. TV at one point. Um, and this one, this one, I, I kind of have the same feelings you guys might have had about Land Before Time. I was just like, eh. Take it or leave it. I don't know that I'll watch this one again. Yeah, that was kind of my thought on this one, too. Mm -hmm. Like, okay. This is very clearly that, that as we were kind of talking about, that kind of in-between time for Disney. It's like they Mm -hmm. had Black Cauldron, which did not do well for them. And then you have this movie, and you can kind of tell that they're, you know, it's it's kind of like what a sports team goes through a rebuilding year. Right. It's like, well, all right, what do we do? Here's (laughs) the thing,
5: though. Because, so you said that this movie was... The, the, the pitch for this movie came up the same time as they did the pitch for mm-hmm. Rescuers Down Under and Little Mermaid. Why were Rescuers Down Under and Little Mermaid so much better developed than this movie?
6: Well, the animation's different, for one. Mm-hmm. This is the last Disney movie to use the old copy cell yeah. animation style.
5: Um, but even so, so and you like, can, but Little Mermaid took a very a couple of years to animate as well.
6: Well, but different style. One of the reasons it took so
5: long was they were still developing but that I new don't, style. I don't think that its su- I don't think that its success is based on the style. Mm, the look of it, maybe. But I, I wouldn't attribute that to its sole success over Oliver and Company. Yeah. There's something about the tonal shift of the storytelling. I think
6: there's more music in Little Mermaid.
5: Yeah, that's for um, sure. <laughs> and I think that music it was
6: brings
4: people. It was the same meeting that they pitched Little Mermaid and Treasure Island in space. Oh, dear God. Wasn't, it wasn't Rescuer's Down Under. Oh. Um, Thank God that didn't happen. Or did a, it And I blissfully yeah, missed it. Maybe. Didn't they do it? Didn't somebody do a Treasure Island? I in space? Was, I in thought space. it was Planet Treasure. Was it Planet Treasure? Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Okay. Well. Um, but I guess um, Jeffrey Katzenberger, or Katzenberg, um, had been wanting to do a Burger. according to burgers. Mm, uh, had been wanting to do a live action adaptation of the musical Oliver when he mm-hmm. was at Paramount Pictures. I'm getting this from IMDb from yeah. uh, Wikipedia. Um, and so maybe that's just when those things all got pitched. Somebody was like, "Hey, we can do this story called Little Mermaid, or we can do Treasure Island yeah. in space." And somebody mentions, we "Hey, why don't do Oliver Twist we with dogs?" And <laughs> dogs. And he's like,
5: Done. Yeah, I don't. Fired I, up. I, I think it's very interesting though that same meeting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Same, almost same timeline, and yeah. yet Little Mermaid is such a stronger product than Oliver and Company.
4: Maybe, maybe they just wanted to take their time with Little Mermaid and get decide. Okay, we're going to take our time with that. We're going to make some changes to how we do our movies. Let's throw this one in I and put some star power behind it.
5: And we, in and, the meantime, uh, or, yeah.
6: we we can discuss the music that
5: for Little Mermaid. Look, the music. Yeah. Uh, wasn't it Tim Rice and Alan Menken? I think so. Yeah.
6: That might have a little something to do with
5: it. That probably has a lot to do with I it. I mean, come well, on. It's well, how i make it, for Christ's sake. <laughs> well, and at well, this point, the Disney movies... Yeah. yeah. When we talk about Little Mermaid. And the,
4: and the Disney movies at this point still weren't really musicals. Right. So, this was
6: the... this. I mean, they'd taken a break, really. This yeah. was yeah. the first one since 81 that used to be. Right. Right. And right.
4: then the shift to stray away from that. So maybe they just felt like they wanted a little bit more time to yeah. adjust, know. Their, adjust their approach. I don't know. Yeah. Don't know. All right. Well, I, do we have anything else we want to say about Oliver and Company? I loved it as a kid. I loved it again.
6: I don't know. Something about cats and dogs are cute.
4: Mm-hmm. Um,
6: I am embarrassed to admit how long it took me to realize that it was Oliver Twist. Oh, okay. I know the okay. first few times I saw well, it, I had a, no yeah, idea.
4: I me as a kid, we would have had no clue. Um, Like, even, I remember seeing it... I probably saw Oliver Twist at one point. I was like, oh, they made, like, Oliver and Company, but for adults.
6: Yeah, I don't know that I made the connection even that quick. Like, it was one of those, it was a little bit of an obtuse connection. Okay. The character names were there. Yeah. But really, after that, like, yeah, you see him, but you don't see him. Like, the iconic scenes from Oliver in the orphanage. Right. That doesn't happen. No. Mm -hmm. The, The, you know... Is in a box right say what you will about Fagin but Dodger's running the show mm-hmm. in this movie Yeah, um, Fagin character is a joke yeah. in this movie very much um, so so short of the names I don't know that people make the connection as fast but it's cute yeah um, this one doesn't have as much scary I think as some of the other animated mm-hmm. stuff we've seen recently but it still has those scenes with the Dobermans are a little rough <laughs>
4: And apparently this one was meant to be darker but they did like the first draft yeah, of this or so it was a much darker movie and they made some cuts and yeah. made some changes. And... Like
6: my, I watched it with my wife and she'd never seen it and there was this scene at the beginning with the cats running through New York and almost mm-hmm. getting run mm-hmm. over and whatnot and she looks at me she goes why Why am I watching this? What's about to happen? I'm like don't worry it's going to be fine.
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> meow! It, it, right.
5: It's Disney they cleaned it up. Yeah. Right exactly I'm like don't worry it'll be fine. <laughs> Do you want to mention that uh, Dom DeLuise, longtime Don Bluth voice actor, mm-hmm. skipped *Land Before Time* mm-hmm. to do Oliver and Company mm-hmm. instead?
6: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Only time he did a Disney movie, I think, or yeah. at least
5: Disney animated. He might have been in some
6: of the
4: yeah. randomness. And I think he's in. Is he in nearly every other Don Bluth yep. movie yeah. up to the yeah? Mm-hmm. And this was the only time. Yeah, yeah.
6: And um, really, you know, it's probably for the best. I'm not sure he fits in *Land Before Time*. I don't
5: know what no. character. He
6: could have been. Because I'm sure he's done a serious role once in his life, but Mm -hmm. I, for the life of me, couldn't tell you what it was.
4: Ruder would have been less of a sage old dinosaur if it had been Dom Deloitte's voice. (laughs) (laughs) Littlefoot, I tell you.
5: I tell you, Littlefoot. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Your mom, she's dead.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What are we going to (laughs) do?
5: Never say never, Littlefoot.
4: Well, I think that's probably going to do it for our Land Before Time Oliver and Company discussion. We've been talking a lot. We have. Yeah. Well, it's that 45 minutes of new movie, uh, new news. movie news. Big new movie stuff, man. Mm, you know? So There's a lot of stuff going on. So. Ryan Reynolds and Clue. That's well, maybe deal. next time we can talk about the Han Solo movie trailer Woo-hoo! coming out. Or maybe or it'll maybe be the movie not. coming out. Yeah. Or maybe the movie will never come out. Who maybe knows? Han Solo's going to Netflix. Maybe with <laughs> Cloverfield. Wouldn't that be sad? <laughs> if the no. Solo movie goes to Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's, that's the
6: thing. It won't go to Netflix. It's no, Disney true. now. That's true.
5: Yeah. That is Honestly, that it'll is my biggest
6: fear right now. With Disney owning every, this big merger that's happening, it is going to blow all that out of the water. Uh, yeah, Hulu's still around, and maybe mm-hmm. there'll be more stuff there. I... I Something about this I will not like when it's all done. I just haven't put my finger on it. Disney yet. owning your soul. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. I mean, think think about the franchises they own now.
0: Mm, Between like
4: Disney, it. Amazon, and Google, they're just going to own your entire soul. I just, I,
6: I don't trust the mouse. Is really mm. my problem. Okay, I got to be honest. Okay. I don't.
5: I'm interested to see when they finally get their streaming service up and running. Mm-hmm. Streaming service up and running. All what, this what, just what that's all gonna the look distribution
6: like. hurdles of them owning Fox. All ironed out. It's going to take a year or two before we're going to see any large impacts on the distribution of some of this stuff. But it will happen, and I have this weird feeling I'm not going to like it. But <laughs> okay. we'll see.
4: And then Mickey Mouse runs for president.
6: Why not at this point? <laughs> I mean, you know. you are, are, if you you are a Scottish lord, I am, I, am I am Mickey Mouse! <laughs> Thank you very much!
4: <laughs> Alright, well that's going to <laughs> <laughs> um, Lord Clans MacDonald? Okay. <clears throat> all right can't that's, help yourself can you is that movie next year is it 89 that's 89 last crusade
1: oh, I'm pretty sure that's 89 that anyway, sounds early that'll but be but next year there's gonna be a lot of fun
4: ones next year but there's be um, fun ones so, well there's every year we say yeah. that every year um, so anyway that's gonna do it for, for our episode with Land Before Time and Oliver and oh, Company so thank you was it 89
6: yeah nice. why I doubt you I'll never know don't doubt me Yeah. Uh,
4: that and Star Wars Trivial Pursuit don't doubt me the kids yeah. the kids deigned to f- play Trivial Pursuit oh, with me the other day,
5: God.
4: and they actually did okay because we enacted some rules that Dad can only answer one question and then has to stop. That's fair. So, that made it fair. I, I st- mean, if
5: you want to bring those I rules to our table, I'll okay.
4: play a game with I you. Hey Amen, right? I, Let's I, do I, it. I still won, but...
5: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: yeah. Um, all right, so that's going to do it, so thank you, Bo. Thank you, John. Thank you, Jeff. Hey, thanks, John. Thanks, Thanks, Pat. Pat. Thanks, Pat. Dennis? Dennis. Dennis. Good night, Ned. All right. Um, that's good. good night, John Fox. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that's going to do it for us this time. Uh, next time, I think Pat and I are going to try to do an episode of a It was still on the Disney, uh, mm. Disney train. Uh, we're going to do an episode on a TV movie that came out in January of 1988 called Earth Star Voyager from Disney. So uh, Pat and I have been watching that one. Mm-hmm. Pat has seen it before. I vaguely remember it, but I don't think I ever watched it as a kid. Um, it, it seems like it's kind of like a maybe like a backdoor pilot for a TV series they wanted to do. That it's a little bit like a next generation for kids huh. kind of cool. deal. So, so Impaked. I think Pat, I think Pat and I are gonna uh, record one for that. So that'll probably be our next episode that's coming out. And then uh, beyond that, we are going to be jumping on into our next set of movies, which is I. Had it open, but then it decided not to open. Drum roll, please. There we go. Um, so our next set of movies is going to be. It's February, so it's Valentine's Day. It might be love. It's my birthday month. It's your birthday month. Yeah. Happy birthday. I'm gonna be forty. You're gonna be. Whoa. whoa I'm, right? only, I'm
6: only. Whoa. I'm only thirty-seven, but I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. You're looking <laughs> it too. Thank you. I. I might as well.
4: Yeah. No. It's my it's age funny. and my waist size are almost exactly the same. <laughs> what are we doing, man? Yeah. I didn't know you were turning fifty-two. That's a I just decided what I'm getting you for your birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Knife with
6: kicking the net! It's
5: gonna be a steaming pile.
4: Yes. (laughs) I'm not gonna tell you what it's a steaming pile of, but. Well, that'll be the surprise. That'll be the surprise part of it.
1: Anyway, I don't want to
4: ruin everything. No. Mm -mm. All right, Um, so what's coming up? So, February, coming up in February, we've got Bull Durham and Working Girl.
5: Excellent.
4: We've got The Unbearable Lightness of Being and Wings of Desire. I have no idea what those are.
5: Yeah, (laughs) me neither. There we go.
4: So, it'll be something new (laughs) for everybody. Yeah,
5: I I might be busy that way. I haven't seen.
4: (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. If you don't want to broaden your horizons. Bull Durham and Working it's Girls are going to be fun. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah, that'll be fun. Um, um, and no and then hopefully, hopefully, we'll, be fun. hopefully yeah. we'll be able to get in and see Black Panther. Because we we'll have yeah. Black Panther one by the end of February. Uh, and then looking forward again to March, if you're looking way ahead, we've got Big and Twins. Yes. Or we could just call that episode Big Twins. But that's a slightly different movie. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> No, Jesus <laughs> comes later. That's in April with the last temptation oh, of Christ. That's, yeah, sorry.
5: Yeah. Back to
4: March. <laughs> yeah, March is big twins, and um, <laughs> and then Willow and Child's Play. That's gonna be a good. One. Um, and then Willow, you <laughs> idiot, you are great. <laughs> and then Ready Player
5: One at the end of March. So, mm-hmm. so I've All got right. till the end of March to finish the book. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Oh, God, How far are you working on that About shoot. first hundred pages? Okay, that's a good book. I'm going
6: to yeah. have to cheat on that one and find an audio book. I don't Although know if I, I, I get s- to read it. I, will <laughs> say, I think the audiobook's pretty good.
5: So okay. Sometimes you get bashed over the head a little bit too much with all the 80s references. Like, you're like, okay, there are moments.
4: It. There are moments where it gets to be a bit much. I get it. Yeah. Okay. When the When yeah, the book 80, first started off, I was like, "Oh, this is great." He mentions something in
5: every paragraph, and,
4: and then after, I was like, <laughs> "Oh no, it really is." Okay, every it's paragraph. Every paragraph. Well, then,
5: then it's it's the multiple somethings in every paragraph. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, you know, I researched this because. This movie and this movie and yeah. this movie and then this song and this song. Like, mm-hmm. Okay, we. I really understand. <laughs> yeah. Five pages yeah. ago, I was there. It's it's a little
4: bit like the and and I still I still enjoy the book and I, I love the book, but it's a little bit like that kid that is like latched onto something that they love and they won't stop talking about mm-hmm. it. It kind of gets to feeling like that
5: at certain points. Kind of like when book. Stephanie Meyer learned the word incredulous yeah. as yeah. she was oh, writing yeah, Twilight. <laughs> And use that word countless times. Um, I have, I don't I know have if she not. Used, I don't know if she used it correctly every time either. But she <laughs> um, me you going to need to put it in there. You keep using this I, word. I, <laughs> I, not I do not think it means... What she, do you think it, it means? Oh, I just read, actually... Big uh, Twins. Um, Big Twins. Carrie Elwes' book. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, uh, As, you As You Wish. Yeah. Was it good? It was fun. Yeah. I feel like I knew a lot of the information already okay. from, you know, different yeah, trivia behind and whatever. And a little sure. annoyed at how... Positive, he kept speaking of the experience. Okay. And, you know, he wouldn't just refer to uh, Rob Reiner as the director of the, the delightful director, Rob Reiner, the, the the supportive director, Rob Reiner. Like, and he would talk that way about So basically, everyone. he
4: wants to be in the, the Princess Bride remake or sequel. Yeah. Is what you're saying.
5: Okay. Yeah. It was like, okay, we. You if know, you do I, this again. <laughs> like, I, I I get that you had a good time and you loved everyone you worked with. Mm-hmm. That's great, but it's coming on a little strong. Mm hmm. Maybe too strong. Um, Yeah. So.
4: Okay. Well, next. So next time, uh, I think Pat and I will be on for Earth Star Voyager. um, But then we will follow that up in February with Bull Durham and Working Girls. I don't.
5: I don't see Casablanca on the
4: list. We're gonna do. You tell me when you wanna do that. Well.
5: What what are you doing right
4: now? I gotta go. (laughs) But anyway, um, everybody, be excellent to each other. Go watch some good movies. We'll see you next time.